is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. And we're brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. You actually get to control the content of the website uh, because everything that you see there on the main page uh, the the main column there with the numbers next to the news items, those were created by listeners just like you. Maybe you were one of the ones that put the website together there. You uh, our, our site is constantly being modified by listeners like you. The top stories that you see there are voted on by listeners like you. And you can go and edit uh, the site, basically. Go to freetalklive.com. If you find something online you think is interesting, you submit it there and then other listeners will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. And you vote on things as well. And the most voted up make it to the front page of the site. I think they call it social bookmarking. Anyway, it's fun and it's free. So go to freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, as always, it is Ian. Mark. And we have a special guest with us here this evening, fresh from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. <laughs> Taryn Lupo is with us uh, out of Georgia. Hey, Taryn. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all, indeed. It's, uh, it's good to have you here. And, of course, you, like <clears throat> us, spent, uh, I think you were there the whole week. I was there the entire week, yeah, yeah por- and an extra. The Porcupine Freedom Festival uh, 2011 edition was all last week, and it was an absolute blast. At least that's how I felt about it. What do you think? I thought it was fantastic. Better than ever. Best one ever, probably. I mean, it just keeps getting... I've been the last couple, and it's just unbelievable the changes from year to year. I was watching... So was this your third, then? This is my third. Third, okay. And I was watching the Libertopia film. They were Mm -hmm. having a screening, and it's funny because they were showing it at Gunstock in 2008 and how small it looks. Like, the crowds aren't that big. Oh, yeah, they shot the footage a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, and now you watch it, and you're like, wow, this is so different now. I mean, the, Mm -hmm. the crowds are huge. It's a great event. Uh, porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. And I feel like last year, after Porkfest, there was also a huge activism explosion. Like, stuff just started happening. Uh, at least here in Keene. I don't know about the rest of New Hampshire. Of course, we're here in uh, in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Uh, Mark and myself made the move here uh, a few years back, several years ago. And you're going to move up at some point. I'm not sure. Next summer is the game. Next point. summer. That's exciting. I'll be here before you know it. I hope so. Um, uh, that's why I'm on a tour right now looking around which, where I'm going to be. All right, cool. Uh, well, we'll, we can talk more about that here uh, in a little bit. But uh, so after last year's Pork Fest, I, I feel like something similar happened. There's still like a lot of people around. People kind of stick it around because they want to do what you're doing and kind of check out the rest of New Hampshire. Obviously, spending a week at Pork Fest is a blast on its own, but you don't get to Pork see Fest the whole... isn't. The Free State Project, you know, I mean, right. it's it, it, it concentrated the, party event. Yeah, for those who believe that uh, life uh, at Porkfest might be what life in New Hampshire is like, <laughs> I think that there's a bit of a letdown for them. <laughs> yeah, you need to have realistic expectations as far as I couldn't handle be. life at the pace that Porkfest runs, frankly. You know, I thought I was going to have downtime at Porkfest, but really. The only downtime I had was just the struggle of trying to get on the internet and uh, and actually accomplish things, but. I was a lot busier than I than I expected to be. Even for the entire week, I thought that it was going to be not as busy. Yeah, I'm surprised at how many events there were before everything started. Like there was events on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and uh, to mm-hmm. me that was awesome. I mean, I had a, a pirate party Thursday, and it was. Were you satisfied with that? It was a really big turnout for a Thursday. I didn't think you know people were there yet. 
Yeah, no, Thursday this year was definitely bigger than Thursday last year. Sure. My son Jack got one of your little uh, pirate hats. It's the <laughs> cutest thing on him. <laughs> so, uh, as I mentioned, there was this explosion of activism. Yesterday, uh, we talked on the program about how Bo from Liberty on Tour, uh, one of the three guys that's been traveling around with uh, LibertyOnTour.com and doing outreach and doing civil disobedience and uh, and has had encounters with the police before, but I believe this was his first actual arrest uh, as part of the you know the movement up here, and uh, he's I believe basically made the move now as part of the uh, the Free State Project. His brother actually has has also I think moved up here uh, as well. He was inspired by Bo, and Bo was arrested yesterday for sitting quietly in court with a hat on after he'd been there for approximately. You were there by the way, Mark, for this. I yes. Believe. Uh, after he'd been there for approximately fifteen twenty minutes, so he'd been sitting there with his hat on. For about 15 or 20 right, minutes. The Earth didn't crash into, into uh, any other stellar objects out there. No, no ca- catastrophes occurred. Right, and the man in the robe uh, decided at some random point that this was unacceptable. Well, I don't know if that's uh, entirely true. A uh, bailiff came in, noticed, uh, noticed him with a hat on about 20 minutes after he'd been in there, and went up and told him that he needed to remove his hat. And This was during the trial? Yes, Okay. Just sort of muttered to him quietly, you know. So he wasn't moving on the orders, the direct orders of Burbick. See, I had left the room for this one moment because I had to go to the bathroom, unfortunately. Okay. And uh, so you're saying that it was completely unprovoked as far as the the judge is concerned? I believe that to be the case. I mean, I was sitting there and I did not notice uh, the huh. judge noticing it at all. Um, you know, that basically at at some point or another, the you know the the altercation between the two of them, Bo and the uh, bailiff, became uh, noticeable enough that the mm-hmm. judge took it uh, basically, um, you know, noticed it, and he decided, well, you know, look, I can I'm not going to play this hat game with you guys. Um, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to leave the room. If you're still, you got the option of taking your hat off or leaving the room. If you're still here, you're in contempt of court. I think he handled it in as, in as reasonable of a fashion as one who is tasked with throwing people in jail to have hats on can handle it. I mean, he had every opportunity to remove his hat, um, and I, you know, he, he did. He decided he didn't want to do it. Well, to call tyranny reasonable, I don't know if I would agree with that. Well, he could uh, have done what they could have done what they did with Pete, right? Um, you know, it's like take your head off, but I was just wanted to blam, 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 crash, kapowie, and they throw him to the ground, and you know, before he has a chance to do anything. To me, that is more unreasonable than what happened to Bo. Wouldn't you agree? Okay, I see where you're coming from. They didn't get as violent uh, with. With Bo, I, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Well, they didn't, and, and they did. But to they call gave, it reasonable, they to gave him an opportunity to to uh, you know do what they had told him to do. To call it reasonable to cage a man in any way, shape, or I form. I only called it more reasonable, it. right? Like there's a continuum from. of reasonableness. At one end is completely unreasonable, where you shoot a man for wearing a hat without saying anything gotcha. to him. At the other end, you let so you're not saying it was reasonable what they did. You give him a flower for doing it. Um, no, I, I'm not saying it's reasonable. Okay, I, just I want think to make that, sure we're clear. So, uh, now, have you seen the video of this, Taryn? Because you weren't there I, I haven't person. because I haven't been able to get internet very well, but I, I heard the show last night, so I got the blow okay. by Bo. But I have not seen the actual... Were, I, was it, were you actually allowed to film in court this time? Oh, absolutely. In fact, we that had multiple cameras. It. We had multiple cameras. And, you know, one and, of the things that... that this is a point I'd like to make on the, uh, the, the civil disobedience activists. Some, some of the things that they've managed to, to uh, do here in New Hampshire is, at one point, the answer to may we film in court was... No. And now the answer is, 
well, just a few cameras. And so well, it used to be no, and then it was well, we'll only allow one camera. Right. And well, it, now yeah. it's technically we're only supposed to allow one camera, but we're not stopping anyone from using their camera. So there's freedom in the courtroom to filming. There's uh, freedom around uh, being seated while the judge comes in because there was a point when the activists decide, you know, started this whole not standing thing, and the judge was just raring to throw people in jail. Do you remember that day when they had the whole county jail ready and they had cops everywhere, oh, yeah. and for whatever reason they didn't get anybody, they didn't get anybody for for not sitting down because you know the activists well, had left the room or something. We knew it was up. It's been a while. What, was he singled out? Was he? The he all- was the one with the hat on. Is I that, mean, are you re- referring to Bo? Yeah, but before there was sometimes there was women in the court with hats that didn't get asked to had no problems or no, and this is another the, thing in the, the superior had a hat when they arrested Pete I mean was he singled out in the superior court they um they, they pretty much you can get away with hats they'll they'll grumble at you and just kind of ignore it but in the district court you know the the rules haven't become any different so i what happened for me when bo was doing this is i'm like oh bo just get out of here or whatever but in thinking about it it took me a while to to think about the issue and in thinking about it these guys have been successful up to this point with the things that they've taken uh, you know, under consideration in, in some areas, and especially inside the courtroom. And I suspect that at some point in the future, they'll, the court here in Keene will just ignore people with hats on. I, I sure hope, but then again, I was optimistic about how they ignored the people with video cameras in their lobby. It used to be they arrested people for that. Uh, and I thought we were getting away with it, but then today an activist was arrested in the lobby with a video camera, so that's not... Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want. The number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The mobile site is available for those of you with smartphones. You want quick access to our live streams or podcasts. Go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. m.freetalklive.com. We're talking about what's happening up here in New Hampshire. This is kind of like the reality show aspect of Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is an open phones panel discussion with a pro-liberty viewpoint where you can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. Uh, in the absence of that, though, we got to bring stuff up to talk about. And one of those things that we talk about is our own personal life experience because we're actually here with our boots on the ground, so to speak, doing liberty-minded activism out there. Uh, whether it be outreach or getting involved in the political system or civil disobedience, we've done a lot of that stuff. Uh, those of us on the show, those of us who uh, call this program, there's a large liberty community here. Taryn Lupo is a part of that community, and he's uh, a guest uh, host on the show tonight. Good evening, Taryn. Uh, thanks, Ian. Now, what's, uh, what's a website that you you might want to promote tonight? Currently, I've been doing a lot of writing this year, and uh, my ebooks have done really well. You can find uh, eight of my books at www.lupolit.com. As in literature. Yeah, as in literature. Lupo. L-U-P-O, lupolit.com. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. And that's uh, what I've been currently working on. 
Now, you're looking at making a move up here as part of the Free State Project. Are you a Free State Project participant? Uh, yeah, I have been since uh, 2003, I think. Wow. Okay, so a long-timer then. I've been keep keep trying to get up here, and things keep getting in my way. But I'm, I, I visit a lot. I try to get up for every event. Now, you say, when you say things keep getting in, in your way, would you recommend that if somebody has a chance to move to New Hampshire that they go ahead and seize that, that opportunity? I would have. If I had known um, right after my first you know, my divorce, I would have just moved. Because life intervenes. Any time that something is uh, – anytime something gets in the way as far as – you just can't count on stuff. Relatives get sick. Mm-hmm. People, you know, you lose your job. Any sort of big traumatic thing where, okay, I lost my job. What the heck? Why not go and find another job up there? You know, Job's a job. I mean, right. You can find- Take advantage of the change. As long as you're not picky, you can find work in New Hampshire. The, the unemployment here is the lowest in the entire Northeast. So people that move up here saying, I can't find a job. These people aren't actually looking for any job. They're looking for some sort of a specific job. If you want to be choosy, then you're going to have a more difficult time. Yeah, you probably find something to get your foot in the door and then finally get what you want to do a couple months later. Yeah. But I would say, you know, pick a time, especially like right after college or make a date where, you know, when I lose my job, I'm going or whatever. I'm having this baby. We're going. Pick something and and stick to it. That's my problem is I've been waffling. Freestateproject.org is where you can go to get signed up. That's freestateproject.org. Now, obviously, I like to talk about some of the activism that I find the most exciting. We'll still touch on the political scene because it it is a lot different running a a political campaign up here. It's a lot easier uh, to do it, number one. And it's really, really, really been working. Um, They – the – the state house, actually, the the state government passed a twelve percent cut in the state budget this year, and it's an it's an incredible success. I, I would like to see some sort of judicial changes come There's down. There's all kinds of things really I'd nice. love to see, but I mean, like, uh, this is what I hoped for. C- come on, I mean, it's a great start. Back in two thousand and four, when you heard about the Free State Project, if somebody said, "Hey, move up to the Free State Project," in four years, we'll have cut. Uh, you know, when, when we finally get some people in the I'd house, said that's we'll, nonsense. We'll have cut twelve percent out of the budget. Now, to be fair, Mark, they haven't actually cut twelve percent out of the budget. The House voted to cut twelve percent out of the budget, but they can be stopped, I believe, by the man calling himself the governor. I they could, but they have a veto veto proof margin. Well, they could be stopped by the Senate as well. They have a veto proof margin in the Senate, as I understand. Is that it, right? Too. Has it been voted on though? Not I, yet. I I thought it had. I mean, that's what the, okay. that's what I'd heard was was yeah. done. What did they cut out? The all kinds of uh, you know all kinds of stuff they have you know convicts uh, social programs everything the really sad part about the 12% cut is it brings us back to 2007 numbers hmm. so i mean you know this isn't rolling it back to uh, 1984 hey, or anything like still, that it's probably it's 2007 the, numbers it's still probably the only state i know of going yeah. backwards i don't know of any of the other states budgets if anybody else knows about a state that's uh, whose budget has been cut that has gone downward from uh, you know last year or is trending downward from uh, the last few years i would love to know about it I so suspect anyway, New Hampshire's number one. That's a year. big win. I yeah. Think. So yeah, there's a lot of news in that area as well. Uh, but people getting arrested, it's you know there's sizzle there, and that happened. Actually, it's happening in spades right now here in Keene, New Hampshire, uh, which is where we do this uh, this radio program. So yesterday, Bo was arrested for being in court with a hat on, which isn't the first time somebody's been arrested for wearing a hat in this very same courtroom. Uh, then. After that, multiple people were in the lobby of the court. And there's video of all this, by the way, up at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. You can go and see this stuff happening. In fact, the latest video that was posted, uh, I think, early this morning was multiple angles. So Pete from libertyontour.com took – there was probably four, at least four or five different angles 
of video cameras in that courtroom when Bo was arrested, and Pete took the time to cut them all together, so you can it kind of cuts from one camera to another, different views. It's kind of a pretty thing. It's re- yeah, it's really impressive uh, to look at, and so you can see that multiple angles of the original arrest, and then afterwards people coming out into the the hallway to basically give the cops and the court bailiffs a piece of their mind. Uh, Pete really is a persuasive guy. I mean, he is a really great communicator, and yes, you can tell that there's this one scene where he's just talking to this bailiff who was one of the guys that made the arrest of his friend for wearing a hat and the bailiff's just got this stone face on and he's trying he has to be where he is he can't just scurry away i guess too easily and so he's just kind of looking past pete and trying to zone out and not uh show any kind of human emotion or response to what's being said to him it's a really revealing uh segment of the video yeah i didn't i I don't remember specifically the part where pete's talking to the guy and i don't know where that was if that was in the hallway um what was my attention was caught by were the activists that were uh you know cussing and throwing around epithets and i felt like that was a real loss for hearts and minds really i didn't notice any of that well you know the f-bomb was dropped on multiple occasions to the point that there was a uh, a cussing uh, feud between uh, a lady who was trying to pay some kind of bill at the uh, the clerk's office oh, yeah. and an activist and it you know it just went poorly i felt like Hmm. I thought it went pretty well, actually. I didn't see any of that happen. Uh, and Look, we're here to win hearts and minds. Folks were very calm when... L- lose control of your were... temper, you lose control of the situation. Folks were very calm when uh, Bo was being arrested, and they had intelligent things to say. I, you must not have seen the same video I'm not I talking did. about when Bo was, Bo was arrested, dude. I was there, remember? I'm not talking yeah. about be, watching video. I, 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 you know, I haven't watched any of this video. Okay. I don't need to. I was on location. So yeah. I'm talking about in the hallway in front of the clerk's office. Hmm. So you saw something that was not on any of the videos that most well, Ian stayed see. in the room in hopes of uh, going to jail or something, um, and you know he was one of the last. Well, I people refused out to leave of, because out of the I was room. recording of what was reportedly a public trial. I think you had uh, you had more uh, gravitas to remain than anybody else did because you had a motion in to uh, to film. I actually, don't file motions. I file notices to alert them that I am filming, not ask permission. I'm sure they call them notices. <laughs> they call, they them, call motions. them motions, but yeah. they're not. So they've actually cl- I actually cross out the word motion on the form <laughs> and awesome. write notice uh, on there instead. That's awesome. So yeah, I mean, uh, Mark. I mean, if somebody's stealing your friend, I don't blame anybody for getting upset about right. that. Right. I'm not yeah. saying that it's not understandable. You know. I'm saying that there's a loss there. Right. Like there's a, there's an opportunity know. to excel, and that opportunity was lost. I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with getting upset at people being kidnapped. If you've got uh, citizen, I think, that, if I think got those citizenry. people deserve to be shamed. Those uh, people who are doing the kidnapping. I think that they it needs to come from a place of love, ideally. Uh, and, but I think that in the moment, it can be a pretty angry. If the thing. citizenry that's there paying extortion fees at the window disagrees with you, you're doing something wrong. Well, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line. There's always people that get upset about the activists being in the way. You can't everybody make everybody gets upset happy. when you yell f bombs. You can't make everybody happy. It's free talk live. More coming up. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a webcam. You can go and watch and listen to the show through our webcam, which is free, by the way, cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Taryn. And Mark. Uh, Taryn Lupo here, courtesy of uh, his website, lupolit.com. Yeah, that's right? it. Lupo Lit. You can go read some of his books over there. I, You're doing kind of unique things with uh, online publishing. I am. I, I Actually, what's interesting is I wrote a story, a short story, about, it's called The Prisoner's Hat, and it was inspired when Pete got arrested. And it happens to be one of the best short stories on uh, Smashwords right now. Hmm. So People buy was, sh- short stories? They sure do, because you just make them 99 cents, or sometimes you give them away for free just to promote stuff. Okay. and Because uh, short stories are impossible. I mean, you know, th- this is a, uh, I don't know, even what you call this, is a medium, a form of medium uh, that has just it deteriorated. Um, essentially, you'd have to be a huge name author to sell short stories, and you'd have to do them in compilations in order to, to get them to go anywhere, because nobody would make mm-hmm. short stories anymore and it, publish them. A lot of times... Um, yeah, the compilations are what sell, but um, they're wonderful marketing tools if you put them up for free. People I can will, see this in the in the world will, of eBay ebooks. Right. The, what happens is when you go to something like Smashwords, which is a, a big ebooks for independent authors, um, they'll find that story and it'll say, "Here's the other seven stories he wrote." And I keep my prices under three bucks. Like yeah. Pirates of Savannah is three bucks, and that's a huge book. And so I actually wrote. I um, was inspired last time by. Uh, what happened with Pete, and I wrote a fiction story about it where I compiled a bunch of different activists as one character. And the whole idea of the story is that this cop is having to decide how far will he go in jail over a hat. And so it's a conflict, you know, where he's, he's dealing with this prisoner who is peaceful and just won't, who's just not helpful, but peaceful. And so he's having to drag this guy around the jail and, you know, skin up his knees and take him places and, and uh, so, anyway, you can look at that up at uh, lupolit.com or, or Smashwords. Just, it's called The Prisoner's Hat. And uh, I think it's pretty relevant right now. Yeah, lupolit.com. Because we're talking about a man who was arrested for wearing a hat and kind of the aftermath of that, which you can see for yourself over at uh, freekeen.com. And Mark is making it out to be this, you know, really offensive thing where people were just being filthy uh, with their with their words outside of the uh, the courthouse here in Keene, New Hampshire. Not, well, outside of the courtroom in the hallway. The court room. Yeah, it's in a public lobby space. And, right, where the, cl- where the window for the clerk of the courts is. Yeah, and uh, there were a lot of people there, and uh, things were pretty tense and, yep. and heated because sure. uh, they had just kidnapped a man who was completely peaceful and who would not harmed another human being. Uh, so people were, you know, understa- I think understandably upset about that. All that said, I thought there was a lot of good conversation that happened out there. If You, you look, didn't get to see the conversation. The, that, I no, was honestly, there, actually, for the conversation. I was recording one of the video angles in that conversation. Well, you weren't out there when I was. Uh, the incident that I diffused okay. occurred. I see what you're saying. Right, you're so, saying I was, wasn't out there until a little bit later. So you're passing judgment on something that you weren't around mm-hmm. for. And all I'm saying is that a couple of the activists got so upset that they were using, uh, you know, ter- terms that are considered offensive to many mm-hmm. people and they were the the, yep the f-bomb they were saying gd and their voices were raised they were you know gesticulating and it's an upsetting situation well, i totally I agreed, understand it. but, but I, I i agree i understand ian i'm not claiming okay. i don't understand well, good for you for saying something to him then mark i mean that's how you you know you help people calm down as you you right. know you, you stay and calm you see i'm on a nationally syndicated radio program with hundreds of thousands of people listening right now and i'm telling them that when they get upset 
and they gesticulate and they drop F-bombs that they do themselves a disservice. Okay, I see where you're coming from. But I think it's completely understandable, and it's a human uh, reaction, and it's going to happen. It would be happen. understandable, it's Ian, happen. if he punched the bailiff in the face that put cuffs on his friends. That'd be understandable, too. Okay, yeah. so it's not thing. okay. It'd be, that would be the wrong because thing to it do, It would be the wrong thing. Well, then how come it's understandable? Well, because people get upset. No, it's not it's wrong. Understand. It's inefficient, right? I mean, no, isn't, it's wrong isn't to some, be violent, Isn't someone allowed to, uh, you know, to you know, meet force with force? I see what you're saying there, Mark. I mean, morally, so it's, it's not morally wrong. In fact, think, it's just inefficient. Well, I, th- I think it's it I think loses it's wrong hearts to use and minds in the in the progress. I do it, believe it's process. wrong to use violence. That's that's a moral stance that you take yeah. for yourself, right. but not for other people. Correct. Well, I think it's wrong to use violence across the board. So, so but what I is, is violence? It. Uh, you know, using a commensurate amount of force in order to prevent harm that has occurred is. Would you call that violence? You know, we've had uh, discussions about violence before, and I'm You're not really sure. being awfully slippery on this subject. You asked me how I felt about it, and I said I'm not sure about the word violence anymore. I, I don't really feel too strongly uh, about that. I, I, you know, there, It could be defined strongly, and it could be defined loosely. The point I'm trying uh, to make here, Ian, is the cussing, gesticulating, jumping up and down mm-hmm. and yelling is inefficient for reaching hearts and minds, which is the whole purpose of civil disobedience. It, it destroys the whole purpose. Yeah, I totally see where you're coming from. I don't know if I agree with you on that uh, that assertion. I'm not okay. sure. Well, you brought it back up. I had stopped. I had, you know, I had made. Well, no, my point. you hadn't stopped because we argued about it throughout the entire break. And so then clearly, we talked to Taryn about his uh, book. So clear, right? Because Taryn's here and he's a really nice guy, and we'll Aww. make sure he gets some plugs in and- for his uh, for his book. <laughs> Uh, between us arguing <laughs> over, uh, you know, how things should be handled. I, I, I don't think see you what you're arguing right about. Way. I don't you're see why you keep bringing it up. Like you agree. Deal. You're making it out to be no, this huge deal. No, I did not. I mentioned it in passing so it's that people could learn the lesson. No, anytime I say anything that doesn't completely agree with what you say, it's a huge deal. You're the That's one what who's it getting is. red-faced you're, and the, upset I'm during the breaks, dude. That's all. You're the one flipping out over this. And look... All I, I, you're right. I didn't see it. Maybe there is or isn't video of this. I presume there probably is. So I, I just haven't seen that clip yet. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. So somebody lost their cool. They said two something. People. They, they, so two people lost their cool in a group of a uh, bunch. And Several, yeah. you talked to one of them or you talked to both of them and you told them how you felt about it. And maybe they calmed. Did they calm down at that point? And, at that point, I think it was diffused. Did but, anybody apologize to the lady that was offended? I don't think so. No, I think that okay. she was allowed to leave. I think there were still, you know, tempers were heated and no one yeah. apologized. You know, it's just something where if you can if you can patch it up afterwards, that's great. But in the heat of the moment, some people are just going to say things. They're going to get upset. I mean, I don't disagree with that, Ian. I'm just right. saying. But that don't civil tell me it's like the failure of civil disobedience just because somebody drops an f bomb. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. So they, who's who was shown by that civil disobedience? Um, you know, if if not the people present. Who is going to be shown the violence of the state, if not the people present? I've seen all kinds of people watching those YouTube videos, and uh, so lots of people are seeing the so violence you're hoping, of the state. So, so you're, the hope is that the civil disobedience will bring more activists th- through the Free State Project to New Hampshire? Oh, there's no doubt about I that. I agree with you yeah. entirely that right. that's going to occur. And from that perspective, There's a lot of angry video, people that come, right. and for that pers- what we need to teach them is that, you know, the, the same lesson we learned, that... Reaching people through the the level of love and respect is really the best way to change their minds. Sure, right. I totally totally agree. But do you all think it's more effective to have someone like Dave Ridley when he gets arrested, who's quiet and calm, or do you think it's more effective to have someone like when Adam got arrested, who cussed out the judge? I don't know. 
know. I think it just depends on who you're trying to reach. I think it depends on who's watching. I mean, obviously, certain people locally are going to see things and they're going to be upset no matter what you do, no matter how nice you are about your civil disobedience. They're upset simply because they believe that your existence is a drain on the system and they want you to be locked up and have the key thrown away. And it won't. Is that your assertion about this woman at the window? I have no idea who she was. I I don't don't either. And it wouldn't matter how you couch the terms or what you said. These people believe that you're a troublemaker and that uh, you're ruining their community and that you need to get out and you need to be hurt, basically. So the best idea is to cuss or not cuss? I think the best idea is to remain as calm as possible. However, I understand that uh, people are going to lose their cool. Yeah, I, I think in a situation where that's happening to you, I get losing your cool. And, and it's got to be really scary, you know, and... and Ideally, I would love it if I got arrested and I could just sit there and talk to the cop and say, why are you doing this? Is this really what you want to sign up? You know, is this what you signed up for? That's, and that's pretty much what was, what was going on in the courtroom. Right. Um, but, you know, every but activist see, had you little know. like quips as, you know, get a job where you're peaceful or, and, you know, things like this. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't have any critiques for those. I think that that was what was going on, going on right. But, you know, a couple of people, it, J, uh, JJ, he can be hotheaded. He's, you know, he's, he's a redheaded dude, you know, he's got that <laughs> German. going on 1-800-259 i think irish too one i don't know 1-800-259-9231 that's the sacral the last CAI name is not freedom. irish i actually commented to jj later because he was in the uh the superior court later that day yelling at the bureaucrats in there i said yeah little shades of sam not that it was a bad uh-huh. thing i said to him because i think those people deserve to be yelled at sometimes This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kid should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you'd like, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Taryn. And Mark. And speaking of the uh, the website, it is all free, but if you want to help support Free Talk Live, you may do so by going to promote.freetalklive.com, promote.freetalklive.com to get a bunch of different things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more people's ears around the world. Everything from printing out flyers to uh, getting a, a free bumper sticker, uh, web graphics for banners and such. Uh, once again, promote.freetalklive.com and the toll-free number 800-259-9231. So kind of giving you a little more of a I guess, recap on some of the activism that's been going on here within the the past uh, couple of days. It's been a busy couple of days, and things got even more intense this morning. As, Mark, you and I and a few other activists headed out early this morning to go down to Massachusetts, where we had Jay Noon on the show uh, over the weekend, I think from uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival on the Saturday night show. He came on for an hour with us and talked in detail about how it is he hasn't ever paid property taxes on the property that he purchased several years ago, six or seven years back, and the the city government uh, or the town government there 
Palmer, Massachusetts, uh, decided to go ahead and make a move to uh, tax sale his home. Uh, they sold it and uh, they they stole it, and I think they sold it to another entity. I don't know if that's true, but I'm not positive. Either way, they're 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 stealing it from him, and they sent him an eviction notice a few days ago, saying you've got 48 hours to get out. Tuesday morning at uh, 10 a.m., we're going to come by and we're going to evict you. Before you go on, um, for anybody who's sitting out there saying, "Well, if he didn't pay his property taxes, he's using all those services for free," I want you to consider that this guy is a volunteer firefighter in his town. His taxes are about $2,500 a year. His volunteer firefighter pay is uh, over 1500 less than uh, 2000 and he doesn't take dollars the pay. a year he doesn't take he refuses to take the paycheck so he's more than half of his taxes are coming you know essentially covered but of course since yeah. he's not taking the check and then rewriting another check to them then you know that's a problem plus he has no children so this at this point you're talking about less than half the taxes, so certainly that's the amount for the schools. So this is essentially a situation of people wishing to steal money to send their kids to school on the backs of other people who's, who aren't mm-hmm. sending their kids to school. It's a bunch of uh, middle class welfare. It's robbery on uh, you know uh, on a societal scale. And he's heroic uh, for doing what he's doing. I mean, he's literally going to lose his home. Because he, could, he really could. I, I, I don't see too many other options. You know, he's in Massachusetts. There are some people around that, that are supportive of him. There was a good amount of folks out in front of his house today. There were, I was, down there. I, you know, I, I tend to exaggerate, but there were at least 40 people, if not 50, that came out. I think 50. You mean over the whole time you were there? Yes. 50 is okay. the number I'm going to rest on, but just understand that I, I tend to exaggerate a little in my life. I certainly counted at one time. I had 36 people, and then people mm-hmm. had come, and people had gone. A lot of people had come, and a lot of people had gone. And so and I'm you were there, well, the we got there about around 9 a.m., because uh, we left here at around 7. Right. And then, uh, let's see, then we left there probably around 2, I would th- I would say maybe about 1.30 or something yeah, like thereabouts. that. So we stayed there for the entire morning and uh, came out to show support. Because it's not every day that you hear about somebody who is actually purposefully not paying these uh, these taxes. I mean, normally when homes are, are taken for non-payment of taxes, it's usually because somebody's died, and that's the reason why they're not they're not paying taxes. Or maybe somebody's just being neglectful, and then you know at the last moment they'll they'll pay up. But in this case, this guy isn't going to just pay up. He hasn't ever paid. And has no intention of paying them, and I think rightfully believes that he has no obligation to pay them. Now, the obligation comes in the form of men with guns who will come along and put you in a cage and take your family and put them out in the street uh, if you don't pay them. That's, that's where the obligation comes from. But where Jay's looking for is looking for some sort of a proof. Of obligation, like a like a legal proof, like a like a contract, something yeah. to where he's agreed to this. He's delving into these, uh, you know, sort of I I don't even know what to call them these these patriot ideas that uh, you know the, the 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 many of these towns are corporations and they are, but that because the governments are governmental agencies, you don't have to obey them or whatever. And uh, you know, I I don't know what his underlying. Um, I think I would imagine that his underlying ideas are similar to ours on this one and i don't blame the guy for trying everything i say throw right. everything at the wall and see what sticks and i really really he's hope desperate. He gets he's to... gonna lose his home i mean as he should be i mean it's he's it's in a... a tough situation and and their paperwork is crap by the way they don't even right. sign their stuff uh, well you take a man's house away they don't even sign it the paperwork. just goes to show that it doesn't even matter right well, there, i mean the system a... has these rules and it doesn't even matter there's an entire industry built around taking people's homes where uh back when i used to invest in homes 
you know, going to buy tax liens, there are bargains. And so you're mm-hmm. not going to have a problem. The government's not going to have any problem at all getting their tax money from someone else. Well, the weird thing is we actually went to one of their tax sales today. That They just so happened to have a tax sale happening today. Now, it wasn't for the property that they were trying to steal. It was for different properties that were being stolen. Uh, so we found out about this at one point. after. This was after Pete Ayer from LibertyOnTour.com and I had gone to the town offices because we, we kind of showed up and we hung out at the, the scene for a little while. And we decided, well, let's go pay a visit to the town bureaucrats because, you know, it's, uh, it's almost time for them to take this home let's go and see if they're gonna you know if they're mounting up if they're getting everything prepared down at the local town uh town building so we went down there and uh, pete and i both went in with our video cameras rolling and of course this is massachusetts where uh, pete has been arrested before for recording in a public space but you know we let them know that hey we're recording you so it wasn't like it was secretive or anything like that and so we went in there with the video cameras rolling. The bureaucrats did not like that very much. They were <laughs> scurrying around, uh, running, hiding, locking doors, uh, attempting to evade uh, the video cameras. And the police were being less than friendly. Uh, they were not uh, very talkative. They didn't want to answer questions. We it did end up uh, speaking with the police chief at one point, and he was relatively friendly, uh, did inform us that it would be the sheriff's department that would be doing the taking. That's typically how these things work, at least up here in the Northeast, maybe also down where you are uh, or where you are, where it's the, the sheriffs that do evictions. They'll, they'll be the ones that come out and they'll do the dirty work of, of getting people out of their out of their homes. So we ended up kind of trying to go and find the sheriff's office. Had to go back to the scene because we got this keen 411 saying that there was like a, a police buildup. Uh, it turned out that was a little overblown, but nonetheless, it was getting pretty late. So we, we went, uh, ended up going back. And uh, and it was after that that we went back to the town offices because one of the guys that was on the scene said he'd seen a notice at the this, this town buildings saying they were going to do a tax sale today. And I'd never been to one of these before. This was the first time I've ever been to a tax sale. And needless to say, they weren't too pleased that we had shown back up at the, uh, the town offices and then decided to bring our video cameras into the tax sale where I proceeded to ask uh, some folks next to me. And I didn't do this on camera. I said, do you mind if you know, I interview you? And they thought about it for a while, and they decided they didn't want to be interviewed. And so I just said, well, I've just got a personal, a private question. And I said, well, they said, okay, well, what's that? And I said, well, how do you feel about uh, bidding on property that's stolen? And so they kind of thought about that for a moment, and there was one guy that was sitting in front of them who overheard the conversation. He says, what do you mean, stolen? And I said, well, they took that property from somebody. When you take something that's not yours, that's stealing. And he said, uh, well, no, it's a lawful uh, process and da 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 you know, making excuses for their little tax lien well, process or whatever. this is what people think. And uh, you, when you think about these services, if you think about government as providing services, then I understand. Um, you know, I get where you're coming from. But you also realize, realize that government is an inefficient organization, that it generally – when it provides services, it provides them at a multiple of the amount that the marketplace would, would uh, mm-hmm. provide it at. So therefore, to force somebody to accept whatever service it is, whether it's police or roads or uh, schools or, or fire departments or whatever, at a rate that is double, triple, even 1.5, I don't care, uh, what the marketplace would would uh, provide it at, well, and not give them the option to try something else. And by try it i mean to pay for it i shouldn't have to pay to send other people's kids to school when i send my kid to private school or homeschool them why should i send you know pay to into the public school system i'm never going to send my kid there i don't want your public school system no thank you i consider it to be broken 
I consider to be a government indoctrination center. Mm -hmm. I don't want to support it. I consider it immoral. Then, if you take a look, I, you know, I know that the, I know that town governments provide services, but if you take a look at it from other people's points of view, then you can see it as stealing. What about? Um, I have a confession because back before I really understood liberty, I bought a house on tax lien. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not a house, it was like an investment. Sure. Um, oh, there's probably people in there that don't think anything of it. I, well, now I, I do. I wouldn't do that now, but. I wouldn't it, do it now either. But now, you know, but at I the that time, I didn't understand do it. it. You know, I didn't really understand the moral yeah. complications sure. behind it. Right. You just figured it's a good deal on property. Yeah, That's why those people are there. They pay you 12%. But this guy did not and, want to hear that this was stealing. And he ended yeah, up telling me to shut up. Once you put that in your head, then it really bothers him. Yeah, and I didn't shut up. I told him no, because this is a public place, I, and I'm going to say what I want. I wish someone had done that to me. And then later, we were accused of intimidating the people in there. We'll tell you about that in a moment. 800-259-9231. It was our cameras. Intimidating. We're coming up here, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Take control. This is Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site there completely free. Joining you here as we launch into the second hour, it is Ian. It's Taryn. And Mark. Taryn Lupo joining us as our special guest host as he is still here in New Hampshire Post the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which just wrapped up on Sunday. It was an awesome event. If you missed it, uh, don't miss next year. The dates have been announced as June 18th, I believe, through the 24th of 2012. So uh, go ahead and get your hotel room, get your campground, camp spot re- uh, registered and paid for now. That way you don't have to worry about anything as far as running out of spaces. Because each year Porkfest just gets more and more popular. And it's not going to be They ran out of spaces this year, right? I'm not sure about that. There were that. people in other campgrounds and, and hotels That's true. down the street. That's true. I and don't the hotel know. was gone, but uh, I think they might have had a couple spots in the very back, but it was almost full. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty pretty and chock I, full. I it's think not the great spots to be in the back. Didn't have electric or something like that, or yeah, the rustic spots is yeah, uh, that's they kind are of what they had left. So, uh, so yeah, so we're here. We'll talk to you, of course, about whatever's on your mind, and still kind of recapping the the day's events uh, or, in the, or the last. 48 hours. It's been a whirlwind uh, situation here ever since Porkfest wrapped up with Bo being arrested from LibertyOnTour.com yesterday for having a hat on in court, uh, which is not the first time somebody has been arrested for a hat. One guy was arrested for a hoodie at one point. Pete Ayer from Liberty on Tour was arrested for wearing a hat. And now Bo, also from Liberty on Tour, has been arrested for wearing a hat. There was uh, some commotion afterwards, and all of this has been captured on video, which you can see over at Freekeen.com. 
And then this morning, Mark, you and I and uh, some other folks went down to Massachusetts, which is normally a place I don't like to set foot. But If I can avoid it. But there was a real good reason for it, and that's because uh, there's a gentleman who is kind of a friend of uh, some of the activists up here. Uh, his brother has decided to not pay property taxes ever on the property that he purchased uh, several years ago. And the the town went after him. They told him that he was going to be evicted today as of 10 a.m. We showed up there at 9 uh, in the morning just to kind of run interference, essentially, just to be there to show this man support, to show him that he's not alone, that there are people out there that appreciate what it is that he's doing, and to be there in the in the event that the sheriffs actually did show up, which, of course, they didn't because yeah, the, the, they're not that stupid, apparently. The law, yeah, the law enforcement took the, took the, 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 the high road, the wise road, and they, they just didn't gonna show wait. up. They, they yeah. drove by, they were reconning the area, they were parked in around, mm-hmm. but they just decided, ah, we'll wait till tomorrow, or whatever. They're going to wait until the support dies off, as it inevitably will, and the same way they did with uh, with Ed and Elaine Brown. These uh, this, The feds were after Ed and Elaine. This is the state of Massachusetts, but or the, t- the county, actually. But uh, but in you know the Ed and Elaine Brown case, there were these there was these old couple. They uh, lived in Plainfield, New Hampshire. They had a nice property there, and Elaine was a dentist, and she hadn't been paying uh, income taxes, and neither had Ed, and the co- the uh, you know the feds did not like that very much, and they wanted to make an example out of them, and so they essentially laid siege to their home uh, over a lengthy period of time, where they you know were cutting off their water supply, they were cutting off you know whatever they they could cut off, they cut off their phone, cut off their phones, etc. Uh, they surrounded the home, right? They didn't pay the income property. tax, but they did pay property tax in that Correct. circumstance, and the town still cut off water and electric and everything they could cut they off. They did whatever the feds told them to because they are just an arm of uh, you know the of Washington D.C. Well, right? They all get money from D.C. and so they beholden to their every order. And so in that case, they it took them a while. I mean, it was a few months, I think, that Ed and Elaine were kind of holed up. Seems in their, like it was a couple. In thought, their home. I thought it was over six months. I yeah. thought it was over half a year. I don't year. know. Yeah, it, was, it seemed like it was a long time. And, and over that time, there were a number of folks that came from different parts of the country, around the world, to show support for them. They had a big party at one point with, uh, I would say, a few hundred uh, people attending. Mark, you and I actually went out to yeah. that. And uh, so, you know, we went out to show support for Ed, but we can't go every single day. I mean, people are busy. We're not government bureaucrats. We don't get paid to, you know, do right. this stuff. And I've heard government bureaucrats, uh, you know, like people who are cops and things like that and say, well, why wouldn't you guys just, uh, you know, lay your life down for your beliefs? I would have done that as a police officer. Oh, man. you The reason you were a police officer is because you got. Fifty or sixty or seventy or eighty thousand dollars a year in in tax money, not because you believe strongly in it. I mean, yeah, you I you believe as strongly in someone's job as as I suppose most folks do. But don't don't act like you're you know making this big sacrifice. Yeah, put them in a position where they to do the right thing they have to lose their job and see which way they go. Mm-hmm. And that that says it all. They're going to keep the job. Exactly, it tends Look, to be almost the all the time. They're going to keep the job. So. In the Ed Brown case, they just waited them out, and the support died off over time because people have to get back. Even the folks that you know went up there for a few weeks at a time, they had to get back to their lives. They've got families. They've got responsibilities. That support, that level of support inevitably dies off, and that's what they're going to do, I think, in Massachusetts. They're going to wait until it dies off. They're going to swoop in at the time when they don't see uh, 25 people standing out in front of the house, when there's only one or two people out on the front stoop or whatever. That's the time when they're going 
going to uh, to make the move and they're going to attempt to evict this guy from the home that he thought that he owned, from the home that he paid for, and now the people calling themselves the town have have swooped in and just they just t- they just take it. Actually, the, what I've seen in the past is they're not even that courageous. They usually wait for the guy to leave and then just put locks on the doors. Go in, change the locks. That's it. Yeah. You come back and you can't get in your house. It's no longer yours. Well, the funny thing about the situation is that it's a duplex, and they haven't given any notice to the tenant. Yeah, so, no legal notification to oh, the tenant. Wow. Right. So I don't know if they're going to try to evict the tenant as well. Uh, How but, could they do otherwise? It's one deeded property. Well, I don't think that. I think that maybe they don't have to. Maybe all they have to do is get rid of the owner, and then they inherit the lease. They did tell the the tenant that he would be that he had to leave, but the next day. Oh, did they? Well, they they spoke it to him. Ah, uh, but they, no official notice. Right. No no official notice. So we went there, and nothing happened, as was expected. So Pete and I decided to go ahead and make uh, something happen. We went down to the town offices with our video cameras and decided we were going to ask them some tough questions about you know, how it is they're working for a violent monopoly that steals property from people. And they didn't like that we used the term stealing. Uh, it's not stealing when they do it. And they, didn't, they insisted, the uh, town administrator insisted this was a peaceful process. Well, it's it's peaceful because most people won't uh, right. you know, stand up to them. But that doesn't just because somebody d- doesn't get shot during an armed robbery doesn't mean it was a peaceful armed robbery. Yeah. There was still the threat of violence there. So after uh, that conversation, she scurried away and locked uh, a door behind her to avoid any kind of contact with us. We came back later after discovering a couple hours later that there was going to be a tax sale. We walked into this uh, process where uh, you know, there were, people were less than pleased uh, that we were there. <laughs> At one point, I got into a, a bit of a spat with a guy uh, who was being a total jerk, told me to shut up because I was you – know, Civilian. Because, I, yeah, he was there to b- place a bid on some tax-sold property. And he was totally – I said something like, well, this guy here i said to pete the, the you know this guy here he's he completely agrees with the uh, the tax sale process he thinks it's a-okay to steal people's property and you know he told me to shut up and i was like well no i'm not going to shut up i'll be quiet when they start the the sale how about that uh in the meantime when they started the, or actually when they started up the sale the auctioneer who doesn't work for the city he's just a hiree for that particular occasion he then he then calls out Pete after we had both given our names because they, they said to us when we came in, well, it's a standard procedure. You have to tell us who you are for the safety of everyone here, which is you know, ludicrous because neither Peter or I, myself identified with any government ID. We just told them our names and why we were there. So even though we'd already given that information up, this guy calls Pete out before he starts the auction and says, I need to know who you are and where you're from uh, because some people are intimidated by you being here. They're intimidated by the cameras, and we need to make sure that people aren't uh, that people feel comfortable here so we can get as much money out of them as possible. I mean, that was essentially their, their position. You guys are going to – you're going to have a dampening effect on this tax sale process. And I said, as far as I'm concerned, Sounds that's good. Sounds to me like we need to show up at every tax sale from yeah, here on out. That's right. Great idea. That's good. Maybe people out would... these people. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Just, you know – I mean, not that you can't find a list in the paper who bought it, but to put but their to be face there. up and show, you yeah. know, you make a good video of this person's buying your house – you know. Yep, exactly right. These are the people that are that you know educate them, let them know what they're what they're doing because a lot of them, like we were talking about earlier, probably don't realize that this is stealing, and uh, so you know get that information out there. I don't think there's the, the people buying houses at tax sales are stealing. No, no, they're, they're buying stolen property. Yeah, they are. Right. That's what I mean when I said this is stealing. I meant the, the government is stealing these homes, and then they're, so it's like the back of the truck house sale, basically. Yeah, and knowing the property is stolen, I wouldn't buy property that I knew was stolen. And you need to find out who it's stolen from. Toll free number is one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That would be useful too to bring the victim of the stealing into that same room. It's free talk live. <laughs> 
Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, once again, that is freetalklive.com. Um, those features include archives, so you can go all the way back to late 2006 and listen to as many episodes of Free Talk Live as you would like. Go to freetalklive.com. You'll see the archives right at the top of the page. The last week's worth are listed there. And then click into the archive section to go all the way back for several years, all free at freetalklive.com. And, uh, Mark, tell me uh, one of our sponsors. Well, this is actually me. <laughs> I'm. I, this is my live read. Oh, really? Yep. Do you think the Free State Project is a good idea? And yes. are you? Thank you. Thank you, Ann. And actually, you've donated already. <laughs> are you frustrated with the languidity, with the rate? The what? Languidity? With That's the a neat word. Of the rate that the FSP As is. As in languish? As in too languish? It's, 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 it's slow. That which is languishing? Yeah. Neat. I've never okay. heard that one. Yeah. The, the rate at which the FSP is uh, reaching the 20,000 signer mark. If so, consider this idea. A small group of liberty activists paid to make telephone calls and petition in public areas for signers to the FSP's statement of intent. We've already gotten dozens and dozens of signers so far, but I pay these activists for their time and I need you to sponsor some signers. Mm. I can't do this all on my own. I'm already getting them at a rate that's a third of what the Free State Project pays for its signers in advertising but it's it's not something I can do. I'm not a rich man. Um, I you know this show is about activism. It's not about making money. Although I'd love to. You can go to freestatenow.com and sponsor one, three, or ten signers. Do it today, please. You'll get your signer. I mark edge guarantee it. If I have to go out and get them myself, freestatenow.com. Freestatenow.com. So that's that's going. That's moving ahead. Right. It's that's- moving ahead. It's it's active. Somebody's making calls on that this week. That's yes. it's happening. Yes. All right, cool, cool. Oh, by the way, Tara Lupo joining us here from lupolit.com, L-U-P-O-L-I-T.com. And the cool thing about it is you get an opportunity because it's so hard if you're a, somebody who's passionate about the Free State Project to get somebody to sign up. You know what it's like, Ian. You actually got five or six people to sign up um, down in Florida, mm-hmm. and I th- and it was an it's amazing. I think you were probably the biggest recruiter of signers in the history of the Free State Project at the time. And it's not easy to ask your friends and family who think that your political views are a little nutty uh, to sign up for the Free State Project. They're not going to say yes anyway. This is the way you can get it done. You can make the Free State Project happen. We need 9,000 more signers, and you can go and sponsor one at freestatenow.com. 
So there's a lot of other interesting news out there, and I do want to get to some of these other uh, more nationally-based stories, including an update uh, on the Orlando situation, where folks have been arrested, about 25 people uh, over the last several weeks, been arrested for feeding hungry people in a public park in Orlando. There's an update on that. Uh, Criminals. We'll get to that here in a moment. But one more story from today up here in the uh, the southern region of New Hampshire, where in our very own Keene, New Hampshire, a demo from LibertyOnTour.com has been arrested again, this time for talking to a man who normally wears a robe while that man was walking into the building in which he would wear the robe. The, uh, the, the robed man, uh, Edward Burke, the, from Keene District Court, Comes into work at around 8-something in the morning, and normally when I'm downstairs, and I'm down there every single week handing out flyers to folks that are coming into court, normally when he comes in, I usually wave at him. I say, hey, Ed, how are you? And he's friendly, and he you know, says hello back and you know, goes on by and, and gets on with his day. But Adamo was pretty upset at the fact that his friend Bo was arrested at the hands of this man, essentially, because he ordered these men with guns to arrest uh, Bo for having a hat on in court. Adamo was pretty upset about this, so he wanted to go and let uh, Burke know what he thought. And so he went out to the courthouse this morning and waited for him to uh, to arrive, where he then said something to uh, Burke. I assume on camera, right? I mean, he was trying to... Adamo normally has a camera in one of his hands, so I would presume that uh, all of this was recorded, but Keen police are in possession of that camera at this time, so we don't... Well, the way you said it just kind of scared me, you know, like... He said something to him. Well, right. I don't know what he said because I wasn't there because we went down to Massachusetts to help. He's not stupid enough to say, hey, you let my friend out. I'm going to pass you in the head. I mean, I can't imagine he would. No, I can't imagine. He's a demo. Somebody that's my character witness. Right. A demo. Somebody oriented toward peace. Solutions. I don't think it'd be violent, but he has definitely cussed Burke out before and gotten contempt. He has for sure. And this wasn't a contempt thing. The uh, the charge they ended up hitting him with. Was what they call improper influence, and I actually have the uh, the uh, I actually have the complaint here, a copy of the complaint. And it's a it's a second degree felony, isn't it? It is a B class B felony. Yeah, and I guess that means it's second degree. I'm not what sure. what does that mean state. to like a lay person? I've never ten really years did. in the joint. That's ten years for talking to a judge. You can rape a lady. For the, right. get the wow. get away, you, you thought, rob a bank and get this. Right, you thought Holy you had freedom cow. of speech, uh, but apparently you were wrong because speaking to a man who normally wears a robe is apparently a criminal act. At least that's what they would have you believe. But let me read the the actual legalese here for you. It's just a sentence or so here as to what they allege was. I go to sleep. Legalese, you know, was the actual violation. So they're claiming that a demo did privately addresses to any public servant, Judge E. Burke, who has or will have an official discretion in a judicial or administrative proceeding, any representation, argument, or other communication with the purpose of influencing that discretion on the basis of considerations. Now, what are considerations? Consideration is some kind of uh, offering, whether it's uh, basically it's capital, anything that's sort of real. You have to offer him something, I would think. They're talking about bribery here. Yeah. Bribery or Goods or services, good service, good services or money. I would, I would say, would be um, considerations. Well, wait, I thought if you did that to a politician, it's called lobbying. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't, I don't, I don't know if it uh, applies to, uh, to to politicians, but to a well, judge, uh, I can see why you wouldn't, you wouldn't want somebody sta- standing out back in the parking lot and saying, "Hey, yeah, let my buddy off, and I'll, I'll give you uh, some hookers and some blow." So, uh, by the way, the rest of it, there's more on the basis of considerations other than those authorized by law. So the ones with the politicians, that's lobbying, is completely ah, authorized by law, so it's okay uh, to do that. In that, he questioned and commented on an open Keene District Court case while walking to the court. 
Of course, the case that he commented on was actually not open because Bo was sentenced to five days in That's jail. That's interesting, yeah. Uh, there's that. But even if it was open... And there's no considerations. Unless right. he there said was so, no bribery. Well, it's, it's possible I, he said, look, let my friend out and we won't give you any more trouble in the courtroom, I suppose. But that, could that be a consideration? I would I think suppose. that that might be a consideration, but that, I think that that's really flimsy. Yeah. So, I just and I'm just speculating. That's the only thing I can imagine a demo offering because it's the only thing he's got to offer, frankly. Right. He's not gonna offer money. He's he not gonna have offer it. hookers. I mean he's not gonna do those things uh for the, the man in the robe. So it's it is the opinion of some of those who have looked at this that this is one of those situations where they're they gonna have to drop these him. charges. Yeah, they've just overcharged him. I mean, there's no, there's no bribery and there was no, there's no threat. I mean, I'm going to presume. I'm going to presume because I, I know presume, a demo. I, I, yeah, I'm willing to presume that too. And I know he's upset, but I, I don't think he would do anything that, like, that dumb. Uh, so hopefully we'll find out eventually because, again, he's always got his video camera in his hands. There's likely video footage of this entire conversation. Now, what if he said something like, what do I got to do? I'm just speculating at this point. This total, total yeah. speculation. What do I got to do to get my friend out? You think that'd be consideration? I don't think so. I don't know. That's an honest question. 1-800-259-9231. But hey, just a heads up, for talking to a man in a, who wears a robe, you could face years in prison. That's freedom of speech? Give me a break. 1-800-259-9231. And I didn't even mention, there was another guy that got arrested as well for recording video of a demo being arrested up in the court lobby. After we were just bragging the other night about how nobody gets arrested in the court lobby for recording video anymore. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. And it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. Talk live. Dial in toll free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. If you're a lady listener, you can get details there on how to become part of the Shrine. Once again, shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet? Are you tired of banks charging you fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? Take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the, in the world, and their value has been growing over time. I, I remember they were a few cents uh, on the dollar, and now they're – I think they, I just saw them at just, just under 17 uh, today. You can learn more more by visiting weusecoins.org. Dollars are going down, bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. All right, so 800-259-9231. There's other news about people with video cameras being arrested. In fact, uh, two folks in Washington, D.C., reporters, were arrested at a public meeting. We'll tell you about that here in a little bit. Uh, but first, to the phones and your thoughts. Steve is calling from Costa Rica. You're on Free Talk Live. Steve. Well, I... 
guys just the other day, and uh, I see the expansion of the uh, police day coming here to Costa Rica, uh, driving downtown San Jose and enforcing all the new uh, motor vehicle regulations and fines, which have increased by uh, up to 100 times on a fine. Like when I first got here, the average speeding ticket was like uh, $16. And now, like, the minimum ticket they have for any violation is $200. Using a cell phone in the car, $400. And how long have you been down there? I've been down here six years. Okay, six. Wow, that's a huge change in six years. I left Costa Rica. I mean, I left the United States to come to Costa Rica because I was so disappointed in the system. Wow. And I always said I would return. I mean, I always thought that we could defend ourselves as Americans. We that we don't really need a military to defend us. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would agree. If there, if there was a war in the United States, I would even return to fight. And you know what? There is a war on our civil liberties. And uh, my wife and myself and my and my brother are actually thinking about returning to the states and uh, are considering your area. Wow, that's exciting. I mean, that's a, that's a big change in weather going from uh, the tropical uh, world of Costa Rica to the less than tropical New Hampshire frigid winters. I've been 16 years without winters, but I, if you can't tell from the accent, I am from New Jersey. Ah. And uh, so I did grow up with the uh, winter weather as well. But I don't know if I'll be able to make it through my first winter or not, but we'll see. Well, I think that's pretty exciting. So how did you stumble across this program, if I might ask? Oh, you know, that, that's, a, that's a good question. I'm not even sure. I was just, oh, on YouTube. Oh. I was just, you know, the civil disobedience that you guys have been doing. I came across uh, freekeen.com mm-hmm. or, or freekeen.org, whatever it is. Yeah, freekeen.com. And, uh, yeah. I find it very interesting what you guys are doing. Cool. I love it when people come in from different directions into this movement. Like, uh, you know, some people will find Free Talk Live through the Ridley Report. Uh, some people will find Free Keen through Free Talk Live. Some people don't even know who we are. Uh, that's my favorite is meeting people that don't even know uh, Free Talk Live because it's a nice little ego check. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Well, not exactly the biggest nationally syndicated radio show in America. No, and that's okay. I don't want to be the biggest uh, nationally syndicated radio host. I'd, I'd rather not have that level of uh, publicity surrounding me. But uh, all that said, uh, Steve, I appreciate you being out there, and I'm glad that uh, that you found this interesting. And uh, there's a lot going on up here, and the more people we can get up here, and the sooner they can get here, the more effective we can be. The more people will be attracted here. The word will get out more effectively, and we might actually have a shot at achieving liberty in our lifetime, or at the very least in your kids. How long is, uh, Keen, I'm sorry. How long has Keen been an activist town? You know, that's a good question. Um, and the answer is uh, as long as we've been here and beyond that, because there were some folks that moved up here that really inspired me to make the move sooner rather than later. Uh, so I would say that ever since the Free State Project chose New Hampshire, people were moving here. And so I would probably say the answer is since 04 or something like that, 2004. Wow. I mean, I don't know what well, it means to be an activist. Good things. Yeah, and and people just keep moving. People keep coming in, whether it's to Keene or Manchester or the Seacoast or, or wherever. There's a lot of different destinations in New Hampshire, and there's activists pretty much everywhere, although the, the population centers are, are the best place to uh, you know, to find them. So if you want to move out in the woods and be away from it all, you're going to be away from the activist community as well. Uh, so, so keep that in mind. Although that said, when I say out in the woods, I mean deep into the woods, like a place like Grafton, New Hampshire, which is like 45 minutes from anywhere. Whereas, I live in the woods, but I drive into town every day. Right, Mark. 
Clark, you live 10 minutes from town and you're, you still live in the woods. So there's, there's some woods that is more convenient woods uh, than others as far as the amenities and the, the comforts of life. And there's a lot of information to, uh, to look over. But, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you. Steve, anything else you want to share? That's it, guys. Thanks Keep for the up call. the good work. Hey, thanks, uh, thanks for the time tonight, and uh, look forward to seeing you in New Hampshire at 800-259-9231, because all around the country there's crazy stuff going on, and apparently also in Costa Rica, tickets going from 20 bucks to $200 in crazy. six wow. years. Six? Something's changing down there. That's like a lifetime kind of change. Six years? Yeah. What? I've heard people talking about Costa Rica being the Liberty Paradise, and I think that, uh, you know, it's just, you it's can't jump run. the shark. You can't run. From well, this, it was only a liberty paradise because they were poor and broke, and now they're starting to get more money yeah. and mm-hmm. getting bigger government. They were before the government grew. I heard. So I've, I've heard it's only one beautiful. way to go. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome! I went there for my honeymoon. There's no uh, military in Costa Rica, which is one thing that it definitely has going for it. Uh, although that said, you know there is a national police force, and uh, there's socialism. You know that's a, that's there as well. So sure. it's got us. It's got its share of problems. So the idea that you're going to be able to just run away way from what's happening here is just not it's just not the case uh when you go somewhere else in fact i think that steve gentleman posted over the free keen forum today or yesterday kind of introducing himself there as well and uh, you know he was talking about that it's even more difficult to change things where you don't you know you're not from around there you're not uh you know you're not a native of costa rica and so it's a little more difficult to get settled in and immigrate and and to actually have some sort of an effect on the system uh, so really, the only the only thing you can do outside of the U.S. is to run, is yeah. to try to run away from the, the the rise of the police state and the controlling of government. But as he's found out, they keep you know the police state keeps growing elsewhere, and the government gets more controlling and more oppressive everywhere you go. So the the running strategy is only a temporary solution. Well, it's yeah. only a temporary life. Um, so I mean, one could conceivably keep running, I suppose. No, because uh, over time, well, right, unless you can actually find somewhere to go to where the government is reducing in size, then it doesn't make any sense to keep running because then you just you're just hop skipping around from tyranny to tyranny. I suppose. Well, you're you're assuming the government stays static. Uh, The United States government is the oldest government in the world. Uh, You know, some governments get bigger, some governments, you know, in fact, get smaller, usually through collapse. But you know, and remember, you've got to you've got but to how long before tyrant comes back? Efficiency. That's when you would move on. I'm just saying. Look, if you want freedom for yourself, get a sailboat. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you can do some running. I think you can have a freer life than you have here in the United States. If you can afford to keep running around, then that's one thing. Yeah, right. That's not, true. Not many people can. Well, uh, yeah, but if you're stirred by the passion of wanting to create a, a, a freer world, the Free State Project is the way to do it. Right, because running isn't going to make the world more free. Running isn't going to help your neighbor. Running isn't going to assist in achieving liberty in our lifetime for everyone that wants it. It may only simply avoid the inevitable and that is your a total enslavement yeah when you get caught there's no one to help you That's oh if it. you're out on out oh, yeah. in the world good sure. luck getting some activists in costa rica to come out and help mm-hmm. you yeah. great point yeah so i don't know the, what the, the activism in costa rica is like but I would guess that it's nothing like it is in New Hampshire. Right. What are you going – that's a great point, Taryn, because what are you going to do? You're running. You think you're all A-OK because you're you know, hitting the high seas and you're boating around and going from place to place. But then if you end up getting popped for something in Jamaica or you know the Bahamas or wherever – Don't forget you, pirates. You end up – you know, well, oh, yeah. there's, there's that possibility. But uh, the, the pirates of government uh, taking you out, <laughs> you end up in their jail cell. You think the American legal system's confusing. 
Oh, yeah, when you cross borders, forget yeah, it. Forget right. it. It's just extortion. Right. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Camera crackdown in D.C. coming up. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Hey, enjoy the program. Want to help support Free Talk Live? You can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. And honestly, I'm a little behind on processing the uh, the Free Talk Live amps post pork fest. So give me a few. I will catch up to it. Uh, but go to. Luckily, a lot of it has been automated at this point, so you should automatically be upgraded to uh, get yourself access to the special amp only forum, for instance. But there's still some things that I have to do by hand. Uh, so bear with me. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there with any major credit card through PayPal or Visa or MasterCard right there on the site. That's AMP, as in Advertise, Market, and Promote, freetalklive.com. We take three bucks a month in from you and others, reinvest it into the program, and get more people listening to Free Talk Live. They're buying more new people hearing the ideas of freedom. That's a good thing, right? AMP.freetalklive.com. You get perks like the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. Once again, that's AMP.freetalklive.com. Dot com as we continue with you and your phone calls. Bill, listening in Oklahoma, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there, Bill. Hello, guys. Hey, Bill, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, okay, I, I was listening for a tone and I didn't get it, but anyway. Uh, I wanted to kind of spearhead a, a debate. Uh, you were talking about First Amendment, and uh, I was thinking, as I, I, I was recollecting what I was taught in government school as to what, what the First Amendment really was, and um, I'm going to take the uh, devil's advocate approach to this conversation. Now, if you read the Constitution, it merely states that, the, that Congress will not pass any laws abridging the right to free speech. But that doesn't necessarily mean you have free speech. Um, take, for instance, my home. Uh, Congress gives you the right to say what you want, but mm-hmm. I have the right to throw you out of my house if I don't agree with You're what correct. you You're correct, sure. So my question is, why harp on a judge uh, for the, the legal, I guess, the legal uh, equivalent of cleaning up his house? I mean, he didn't like what uh, a person said. And, yes, it's, you, could say, you could argue the abuse of power on, on finding a guy for merely talking to him. But uh, to equate that as a Wait a minute. Now, hold on a second. Maybe you misunderstood. The guy is spend is looking at years in prison for talking to a man calling calling himself a judge and talking to that man outside of the courthouse. Right. I mean, again, then it's not a fine. Uh, we're talking about years in prison, okay, a felony. Okay. 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 Granted, we're talking about incarceration. On the same note, again, freedom of speech um, is again something that Congress takes. Care of so, and says, okay, we are not going to pass any laws abridging you from saying what you want, but we're not going to stop others from imposing 
what they feel is just as a response to you. But is it the judge's courtroom or is it the taxpayer's courtroom? It's the judge's courtroom. Well, how did it get to be his? Did he buy it? No, he was appointed. Okay, well, so, yeah, he was appointed because he's never elected, which is a problem that I have. But that's okay. beside the point. But so it's not. But it's not his. I mean, you know, if you're well, if, no, not physically his. He doesn't like inhabited. You know, yeah, he okay. doesn't. Uh, so the point you're making, it seemed harder. to me, and and I would agree with you that that you have freedom of speech on your own property, and I, and thereby, since you're forced to pay for public property, I would say that you have free speech on public property and at which point you get into the whole problem of the tragedy of the commons but you don't have free speech on my property you can't come out to my house at 3 a.m. and yodel uh, because you gotta go I'm trying to sleep and so this to say that it's the judge's courtroom is to sort of play into this area that that uh, that, that in fact the property that they confiscate and that they keep going with taxpaying money is is their own you know, the cop saying the cop car is his. It's not. It belongs to the taxpayer. At least that's the story we're told. So, you know, which, it's stolen which property is it? at best. At best case, first of all, it can't possibly belong to them because they can't own anything legitimately because they stole everything that they own. Everything they own or everything they purchased that came from stolen money, money that was extracted by the threat of violence against peaceful people. So nothing they own is legitimate. They have no right to claim that you can't say what you want to while you're on their property. It's not like regular private property. It's so-called public property. Do you understand the difference, Bill? Because I agree yeah, with I'm, you. That if you are in my home, I can set limits on what you can and can't say, or you can leave. Uh, but when it comes to the government, they don't have that same ability. The reason why the First Amendment is there is to supposedly enshrine free speech while on government property. Okay, I, I see where, the, uh, where I was misunderstood. Right, so, so it's um, the, the right to peaceably assemble, right? I mean, is in, the same, yeah. is in the same First Amendment. One would assume, therefore, that the right to free speech exists on public property. I'll grant you that you can't have – that they, that they have this, this, uh, this problem. They can't conduct business and have a public courtroom because – how can you do both? But again, we weren't in the courtroom. Uh, Damo was not any, anywhere inside the courtroom when this uh, alleged well, in- interference with the, the man on the robe happened. I think it has to come down to a, a, a simpler, easier moral idea is should you be able to take someone's freedom away for what they say? Hell no. Well, it, I, I suppose that there's – there's uh, if, if what they say is a threat, if what they say is, um, you know – I, I guess if they won't leave your property and they continue to talk, you know, there's, I think there's opportunities where it's not just, you know, what you can say whatever you want. I don't think that that, that really works. If you're on public property, you should be able to say whatever it is you want to. Including if you, uh, you know, if, if you don't go home, if you don't turn around and go back to your house right now, I'm going to shoot you in the head. Well, I think threats are, are – I think I would agree that threats are a problem, okay. uh, but outside of that – and no one's alleging that a demo threatened no, this man. No, we're not. I, it, uh, just, you the, know, when, the allegation when makes... is that he brought, he was attempting to bribe the man in, uh, that wears the robe. The man wasn't wearing a robe, by the way, at the time. He was uh, in his private capacity. He was, would not have called himself the court because he doesn't call – he doesn't speak of himself in the third person until the robe goes on and he goes into the, <laughs> into the room. Which, by the way, there is one aspect of this, and Bill, uh, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. But there's an interesting aspect to this story of our friend Adamo from LibertyOnTour.com being charged with a felony of, uh, yeah, God, I forget what the charge was, like interference or something like that. Anyway, it's some nonsense charge suggesting that he was trying to influence, oh, improper influence is what it's called, uh, when it comes to uh, talking to this man who normally wears a robe. This means he's going to be on the defense stand, on the witness stand, 
The man in the robe, who normally wears the robe, will not be presiding over his own trial. Well, this won't go anywhere. This won't go anywhere. This you, you don't think it's going to make charge. it to trial? You don't think this it's going to This can't go? make it to trial. No. They've taken a lot of ridiculous crap to trial it's a, and gotten it's convictions. It's a bad charge. It can't go anywhere. If uh. it goes somewhere, though, Mark, that man is getting called onto the witness stand that much is true. by the state. He'll have to. And so, therefore, he will have to be subject to cross-examination by a demo. So, if wow. this actually moves forward, a demo will have the opportunity to have Judge Burke on the stand as a witness and ask him all, all manner of questions. Now, of course, the prosecutor is going to object to every single one that he uh, that he asks, and likely a number of those objections will be sustained. Uh, but nonetheless, it might be interesting to put old Burke up on the stand and say, now, why is it you refer to yourself as the court when you're wearing a robe? <laughs> you know, you could ask all kinds of things uh, like that. And uh, <laughs> Objection irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course they're going to try that. Might be worth it just for that. Right. So at the very least, uh, if this does go to trial, it will be something unprecedented thus far as far as all all trials of activists are concerned that uh, that I've seen. I've seen a lot of trials. Not once have we ever actually had a judge called up as a witness in a trial. So that that on its own will be pretty landmark if it actually uh, does end up going forward. And I guess we will let you know over time because his first pretrial hearing, uh, the probable cause hearing, is one of the things they do when you get charged with a felony. Normally they don't have this for misdemeanors, but the probable cause hearing is coming up on July 7th. A demo is expected to sit in a, in a jail cell until then because they wouldn't allow him out due to his criminal history. So even though he's never missed a court date because he's got a, a couple convictions on his rap sheet from the past, it's a couple drug-related convictions, he is not allowed to leave jail uh, unless somebody comes up with $5,000 bail. So that this guy is sitting in jail for the next nine days because he said something to the robed man outside of court. It's crazy. What's it is going nuts. On here? It's crazy. But don't think for a moment, oh, well, it's just New Hampshire. You guys, it's crappy up there. No, no, no. It's like this everywhere. It's just you don't have that, the level of activism where you are to show how awful your system is. Yeah, it happens every day. It's just your stuff's not recorded. That's true. There are a lot of people that can't even – that they're too afraid to even try to take cameras into their, their courtrooms. Yeah. We had five different angles when Bo was getting arrested yesterday morning. And nobody believes you if it's not on film. Yeah, and we've got that in spades. You can see all the video footage over at freekeen.com. It's up there. Uh, if you if you hop on over there, you have to scroll down a little bit to get to the video of Bo. Uh, we don't yet have any video of what happened with a demo today, but there is a blog post up uh, that kind of describes exactly what happened. I, by the way, I'm talking about a demo because we've had him on the show a lot. But Derek, uh, who's a relatively new mover uh, to the Keene area, he's he's one of these guys that came in. He got a job within his first week of being here. He's now got a second job within the first month of uh, being here. So Derek is you know, real proof positive that anybody that wants to work can find uh, can find work up here in New Hampshire. This whole idea that eh, there are no jobs around is a bunch of nonsense. 800-259-9231. Luckily, he is out of jail. Derek is out of jail. Adamo is still in jail. And Derek was able to make it to work today, apparently. So that's good news. Our three's next. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program, inviting you to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. Coming up, a camera crackdown in Washington, D.C. We'll give you the information on what's happening out there. Could be happening in your neighborhood as well. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. It's Taryn. And Mark. Taryn Lupo's here over at uh, lupolit.com. That's his website. He's an author and a, a pretty good one from what I understand. Well, thanks. People have been saying nice things about your books. Yeah, libertarians and, and, and uh, well, freedom activists, they'll tell you like it is. If your book stinks, you'll know. <laughs> it's not It's not a problem. So uh, I'm happy. So you're still here hanging out a little more, a little longer than Porkfest, the Porcupine Freedom Festival wrapping up on Sunday. You're here hanging out in Keene for the day. And uh, when are you heading I, back down to Georgia? I'm actually leaving tomorrow. I, I spent the last two days going around the state. I looked mm-hmm. at Bardo Farm and I went out to Manchester and hung out there in, in Keene. And so, uh, you know, just shopping it around. See what it's. Well, I have time with a car. You're thinking about making a move up here uh, sometime maybe next summer, is that That's right? the game plan. Maybe make it a pork fest move, you think? Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully before. We'll see that, what that even better, yeah, man. That, that way you don't have to come up to visit and then go back and then come back up again. Save the, save the extra trip. Right. So uh, we'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind. Also coming up, uh, latest update on what's going on in Orlando with the crackdown on people who are attempting to feed the hungry in a public park there and have been arrested in the numbers of uh, dozens, dozens of people arrested for just feeding hungry folks in Orlando. We'll give you the latest that. On that, uh, Cecilia is on the line, though, first in this hour, uh, listening in West Virginia. Cecilia, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, well... I kind of saw on Free Talk Live, uh, just from like, uh, I heard on my local radio station something about it, so I Googled it, and I didn't know that there were other people, so many other people that thought like me, Hmm. and from uh, finding out Free Talk Live, I found out from, I I found out about Free State Project, about New Hampshire, and I just love the idea so much that I'm, when when I get to where I'm going, because I'm on the road right now, I'm I'm signing the, the, the pledge to join the Free State Project, and I plan to be in New Hampshire by Pork Fest next year. Wow. wow. That's exciting. And you found all of this out within how long? Um, well, I found out about Free Talk Live about five days before Pork Fest, hmm. and wow. I was planning, I was considering buying a ticket just to go up there to see what it was like, but just from hearing you guys and just the love of freedom that you guys talk about it just like i just it's work you are excited and decisive this is what it's like for people who uh who believe in the ideas of freedom who you know have have they believed in them and and they're so isolated they They feel so alone yeah they don't know what it's like to uh, you know because because there's one it's one thing to sort of have libertarian ideas it's another thing entirely to really passionately believe in these ideas. Even if you can get people to agree with you, you're still alone because nobody's going to do anything. Yeah, that's right. They're scared. Yeah. And I, I you know, I am actually from West Virginia. I had a practice out there for five years, and I can tell you uh, that it is um, – I, I completely understand what you're feeling because you do have some freedoms in West Virginia you don't have in other states. But, man, there it's like two-thirds of the people work for the government. Nobody understands. So if you uh, – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, if you actually um, challenge them about ideas like taxes or, or you know, taxes equals theft, you're insulting two thirds of the people there. You know, it's really a tough well, that's game in West Virginia. 1. 9, there's 1.9 million people in the state, and one million of them is on some kind of uh, federal program for assistance. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's, 
Um, I only I only lived there for about two years. I moved there to be with my fiance. He and I actually just broke up today. Mm. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm heading back to, to my parents. I'm going to resituate myself, and I'm moving to New Hampshire. Wow. Fantastic! Sounds like the time to do it. Do it now. Yeah. It is a good time to do it. I mean, it, I mean, it seems a little callous to. Well, you broke up with your boyfriend. Get the heck on up here. Look, boyfriends uh, are made to be broke up with. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's uh, there's plenty. I can tell you there are plenty of uh, eligible uh, bachelors in. You're right. The there's world. not going to be any problem with you if you want to find a libertarian to date. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, so great to hear about that, Cecilia. And, uh, of course, there are different resources available to you and anybody else that's interested in, uh, in making a move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Of course, freestateproject.org. There's a lot of good information there. There's the forum there. Also, uh, I run freekeen.com. There's a forum there as well where people can kind of, you know, where you can kind of introduce yourself to your soon-to-be neighbors and start making connections now rather than just kind of coming up here uh, blind. Can I put a plug in? If you're from West Virginia, check out Wheels Off Liberty, too. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to relate to these guys a lot. Yeah, you should. <laughs> also, Cecilia, we do have the Shrine of Female Listeners uh, as well. So uh, drop by there when you get a chance at shrine.freetalklive.com, if you would. Yeah, I saw that, actually. All right, cool. Anything else you want to share tonight? Uh, no, just you guys, what you guys do is awesome. Great. I mean, you might sound a little crazy sometimes, but that's crazy good. <laughs> thanks. I'm glad you appreciate it, Cecilia, and thanks for the call. See you in New Hampshire at 800-259-9231. You know, it's been a little while since we've had one of those calls where somebody said, I didn't think anyone else thought like I did. It, then I found you guys. Yeah, it has been a while. Yeah, but we know that's true. We know that stuff happens out there where people will come across this program and it's like, uh, wow, I'm not alone in the world after all. In fact, there are people like me moving to the same place together. That's pretty exciting. And if that sounds exciting, where do you actually experience it's it, right, awesome. Taryn? It's awesome. And But what I can tell you in the meantime is just go to Facebook and get plugged in. Like There is such an awesome Liberty community that you can reach out online that will encourage you and help you out. So get into some social networking, whatever, you know, Twitter. Whatever. Right, we'll hop on the forums in New Hampshire <coughs> forums, as well. Yeah. It's a great the place to, great too. to meet up with folks online. Uh, so 800-259-9231 as we continue here. Washington, D.C., the story from the, the Post, WashingtonPost.com, where the D.C. Taxi Cab Commission is under the lights after a commission hearing on Wednesday was interrupted when a pair of reporters, Pete Tucker of thefightback.org and Jim Epstein of Reason.tv, were cuffed by U.S. Park Police, you know, the same bureaucracy that arrested people for dancing at the Jefferson Memorial. Uh, officers charged with, and they were charged with disorderly conduct and remaining. That's a crime. I've never heard of that one. Remain. Their alleged crimes involve them doing their jobs, that is, recording the proceedings of a public body with photographs, audio, and videotape. Journalists have a bit of a hive mind when something like this happens, according to uh, Mike Bonas, a reporter at The Post. He says in the episode has gotten big-time media coverage boosted on Thursday by the release of Epstein's video showing Tucker getting arrested. So the Reason TV guy, when this other reporter was getting arrested, because what happened was the, the first reporter pulled out an, his iPhone and snapped a photo of this uh, ostensibly public meeting that they were there as reporters to cover pulls out an iphone to snap a photo of what's going on on stage and that's when the uh you know the security agents come in and demanded that uh, that he leave basically and reporters he was, yeah and he was he, his response was just bewilderment i mean he again people don't really pay close attention to what's going on out there in the world I'm not surprised this happened, but uh, he is, and he should be, because you know he's a reporter. He thinks he's got freedom of the press, and so he's he's up he's upset. He's he's saying to these cops, well, "Wait a minute, I'm I'm a reporter." 
This I got is, a little card that says press this on is, it. This is a public <laughs> event. This is a public space. I'm here to report on this. And he didn't want to leave. You know, he was he's doing his job. And so they arrested him for it. And then a little bit later, they arrested him. By the, the way, guy. the United States is slipping quickly down the world's uh, chart of, uh, f- you know, freest places when it comes to journalism freedom. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff you expect. They're in not the- even in the single digits. Wow. This is the kind of stuff you expect to see in, you know, uh, some sort of third world dictatorship. But besides cueing the media's righteous indignation, the arrests highlight the feud that has played out in an obscure corner of government for well, four years, if not longer. One thing that is different in, than sort of a totalitarian regime in the United States um, is that you likely won't be killed over this. Because in the United States, yeah. you're more valuable as a prisoner than you are dead. Because uh, they can charge $100,000 a year to the taxpayer to keep you in jail. Whereas in a third world country, they can't And here, with all these right-wingers um, out there, they'll be like, yeah, keep them prisoners, take away their cable TV, put automatic sodomizers in the cell, you know, they'll, <laughs> you know, anything, as long as it's locking people up. So there's more here to the story, but it's not just about not about the fact that the uh, folks were being arrested for for being reporters, uh, basically. And the, the video, by the way, is up over at the Reason TV YouTube channel, so you can see this happening. And the, the cab drivers again—they were at this, this cab driver uh, meeting where the cabbies were talking to the DC Taxi Cab Commission. We'll tell you why here in a few moments. But the cabbies were not happy with this. I mean, they were pretty upset that this reporter was being arrested in front of them, and they were making quite a bit of, uh, of noise about it. Eight, rightfully so, I think. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. More from D.C. coming up. Your thoughts as well are welcome. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You may dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. If anything you want, at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We can give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include news updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, you'll know it first. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Sign up for our emailed updates or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. All of it's free for you, but you got to go to get signed up at news.freetalklive.com. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes you pay on them feed the very beast that's stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul lingering odors, no smoke. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale water vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now. At VaporStation.com. Use coupon code FTL for an additional 5% off at VaporStation.com. 
1-800-259-9231. News out of D.C. is that at a taxi cab meeting with the taxi commission, the uh, cabbies were meeting up, because uh, we'll tell you why here in a moment. But during this meeting, there were two reporters that were arrested for reporting, specifically using video or, or still cameras in what was purported to be a public meeting where the reporters were allowed to be but then when one of them actually pulled out his uh, iPhone to uh, take a snapshot of what was going on on stage, he was then approached by the security agents and uh, told that he needed to, I, I think, hand it over. I don't recall the exact uh, you know, the phraseology that was used, but essentially they were very upset that he was taking a picture of this public meeting. And they threatened him over it. They wanted to kick him out, and he wanted to stay because he was a reporter doing his job. He's assigned to be there, and he was just caught completely off guard. He could, I don't think he realized that this could happen in America. But it's not the first time. No. Uh, press freedom is diminishing in the United States. Uh, judges are throwing reporters in jail for not revealing their sources. Mm-hmm. Reporters are being thrown in jail, roughed up, um, all kinds of things Cameras for reporting in public places, at public meetings. Cameras I mean, this broken. Is, this is going on in America, people. You know, here while you ra- wave your flags and you talk about how our boys are dying for your freedom, their blood's being spilled in the sand. Apparently, it's a lie. Because the freedoms are diminishing in this country, and your kids are dying. 1-800-259-9231. So here's the rest of the story from the Washington Post, where, according to this uh, this piece, the cab drivers have been uh, deeply at odds with the commission, which is the dual role of writing and enforcing industry regulations. Uh, according to Larry Frankel, an organizer of the self-employed drivers who make up the bulk of the taxi fleet in Washington, D.C., he says, you reporters got a taste of what it's like to get treated by the Taxi Cab Commission because these guys have to deal with these bureaucrats on a daily basis. Yeah, and they think they run everything. And I'm sure that's how they, exactly what they, they think. Their grievances? Drivers say they've been subjected to unfair and uneven scrutiny from city cab inspectors, that a sweeping rewrite of taxi cab regulations now underway would be unduly putative toward drivers, and more generally that their voices aren't being heard by the commission. And I don't doubt that, that any of those things are, are false. I think that the clearly, why would the commission care about what the, these drivers think? They can just regulate them into the dirt, and those who keep paying the, the fees and the medallion uh, licensing fees, that's all they care about. Right. I mean, you know, you ask yourself, when you go to the DMV, why do those people want to serve you? They don't, and it, and it shows. According to uh, the story here, the city's cab drivers have long been a class apart politically, viewed by officials alternately as a prime source of campaign cash and a special interest group heavy on non-voting immigrants and suburban residents that can easily be steamrolled. Uh, according to the predecessor for, let's see, this is uh, the chief attorney on the commission, uh, he says that the industry is like this. This is one of, again, people on the uh, government side. It's like a third world bazaar. You have no idea what you're getting. You have no idea, to some extent, who is operating your taxi cab. They don't want rules and regulations that cause them to be accountable. Swain is in many ways the taxi industry's bete noir, the boogeyman responsible for railroading through the switch from zones to meters and then upping the frequency and intensity of hack inspections. Frankel said his organization's support of the mayor's campaign was contingent on his removal as a chairman, but Swain brings some bona fides like his central role in a federal bust that led to the arrests of 41 cab drivers, two company owners, and a D.C. council aide on corruption charges. So when he talks about dirty taxi laundry, he knows from whence 
he speaks. You're not supposed to put from in front of whence, are you? Uh, but it's not, not traditional. I mean, it can be done. He it's, says, it's style, Ian. It's not a rule. You have people who are very unscrupulous. You have a lot of fraud going on, he said, including widespread tax evasion. Oh. <gasps> Those horrible cabbies. How dare they try to make a living and keep more of the money that they earn well, in this incredible? You don't expect any bureaucrat or the people that employ bureaucrats to, to you know, extol that behavior, In do this you? incredibly highly regulated industry where they are taxed left and right, regulated Indeed. left and right. And, of course, the big scare here is what they're trying to – well, if it weren't for our taxi cab commission, you'd have people out there getting ripped off. You've got to be careful, and if it weren't for the government, you might have a bad taxi driver. It, it, indeed, you you would likely, you know, I mean, there there's probably people that, I'll bet the regulation prevents a certain amount of people getting ripped off. But that's the suggestion that the marketplace couldn't come up with regulation that's just as good and if not better. Not, if not better, really. Like, that's the point, because you've got to know that there's better regulations out there. Well, it makes me wonder... If I remember right, because I grew up in Northern Virginia, so real close to D.C., these things were like the medallions were ridiculously expensive. Typical, yeah, fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars a year. In to... D.C., that's not true. In D.C., the medallions remember. are quite cheap. In New York City, they're very expensive. Is it New York, uh, really? That's my understanding. Yep. But that's my, my understanding. point is, is I wonder how much uh, if it's sometimes just cheaper to operate without one until you get busted, pay the fine instead of paying. Good that question. Thing. Yeah, to to run a gypsy cab, as uh, as they are called. Uh, Frankel said the drivers he represents are interested in running an honest industry, and cesspool or not, the industry in public can't have much confidence in the current commission, given how it handled Wednesday's hearing on new regulations for drivers and cab companies, you know, where they arrested reporters for using video devices. In a statement, Reed explained that the commission banned videotaping of its proceedings because, quote, it has found television cameras to be disruptive to meetings. Oh well, well <laughs> there the you go. We're we're disrupted, so therefore, uh, you know, we feel bad, and so therefore, you reporter types, you're just not allowed in here anymore with your cameras. So much for that whole transparency thing that Obama yeah. promised, right? Here, right. here has here's a notepad. You can take some notes. Draw some <laughs> pictures of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he said that uh, some attendees have demonstrated a tendency to act in a more disruptive manner when cameras are present. The statement also said that Tucker had been defiant and respectful of uh, the bureaucrats' requests and suggestions to place his mic. Tucker's one of the reporters uh, to place his microphone somewhere other than in front of her, and later cause some distraction by moving his microphone between witnesses and commission members. Tucker explains, in order to get usable audio, you need to be close to the speaker. So he was trying to report is in as best way as he possibly. He's a reporter. Could. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Frankel said, if the commission treats reporters like this, imagine how the inspectors treat the taxi drivers. Yeah. So think about that. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. In fact, uh, they actually mentioned the medallion system in here. Uh, we'll tell you about that here in a moment. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want, whether you want to talk about taxis or whatever. Free talk live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. The 
is Free Talk Live. Dial in, bring up anything, toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. Free listening options, we've got them. Live streams, broadband, and dial-up versions of the program. You can listen around the clock, so anytime you want, the latest episode of Free Talk Live is there on those streams over at listen.freetalklive.com. You can learn about the over 100 radio stations to carry the show throughout the week at various different times, plus our satellite listening option, including two XM satellite radio channels in addition to our KU band free-to-air channel, the webcam, the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. Get the details on how to get tuned into Free Talk Live over at listen.freetalklive.com. If you've ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive, Jurisdictionary.com is the course for you. It's for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know those rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters, in state or federal courts. In fact, any court in, around the world that uses the English common law system, I think that's India, Australia, Canada, England, England, obviously. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four-CD course is so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. I've taken the course. I use it. I recommend it. It's Jurisdictionary.com. When you're checking out, be sure to use the pull-down menu. Let them know that you heard it from Free Talk Live. Jurisdictionary.com. All right. Our toll-free number again, 800-259-9231 as we continue. You may take control of the airwaves. Uh, Just another update here on the taxi situation in D.C. where two reporters were arrested for using video devices in an ostensibly public meeting. The bureaucracy says, we've decided to not allow cameras because it's disruptive. We feel disrupted by you reporters with your video cameras, so stick with the pad of paper, okay? You and your people and your stuff, you got to stay out of here. Yeah. You bug us. It's outrageous, and the taxi cab drivers who are there at this commission meeting are basically saying, hey, now you know what it's like for us. We have to deal with these people, these bureaucrats, every single day as we're trying to run businesses, getting people to and fro in this hell of a city known as uh, Washington, D.C. And imagine a lot of these are immigrants. Imagine the yeah, abuse are. you can do to immigrants. Yeah, they, because they, they can't speak English. Voting. And that's what the article said. They're non-voters, and um, you know they can do what they. You can do what you want to these guys. Just bend them over them. the barrel. Like, Americans the hate for furners, and so. Well, I don't. I think they're fine. Do you call yourself You're American? Not American, are you? Well, I was born here. Okay, whatever. I'm, <laughs> I'm just a North saying. American. Often you'll uh, you'll claim not to be a citizen at all. So I was just going to try to see if I could back you. In Americans, a corner. American is not a citizen necessarily. It's, it would be a U.S. citizen. Fine. Yeah. U.S. citizens yeah. tend to dislike <laughs> foreigners. So just, uh, my, just my experience, only drawing from experience. So, uh, okay, so one more point here, and it, it brings up the, the answer to the question about the medallion, because, uh, Taryn, you had suggested that they have a medallion system there, which is very expensive to get, like, in a place like New York City. I remember the price went up on the medallions the last time I looked from, like, 100 grand to 400 grand or wow. something crazy like that. Uh, so in New York City, it's a really super restricted marketplace for taxi cabs. D.C. apparently is not that way. According to this piece from the Washington Post, the people on this board, this taxi uh, regulation board, are actually now proposing a medallion system. So there is uh, – uh. this is on the horizon now, which according to the article could potentially end the Wild West aspects of the industry at the cost of reducing the number of taxis on the streets and making it much more difficult to own one's own cab. 
The medallion proposal is going nowhere fast, apparently, but the latest episode in the city's taxicab drama shows there's some room for better regulations and a lot of room to improve the regulators themselves. That's according to the Post. And we I, can course, do that with medallions. I, of course, <laughs> would uh, agree with Mark that you don't need to have the government regulating anything because the marketplace can handle doing that on its own. It can do a better job of it because then you can have competing regulators. You can have thir- essentially third-party certification of... Uh, of some form, and you could still have taxis that don't have any regulations attached to them. You'd probably pay less for them, but you wouldn't be covered by insurance, or you'd be taking a risk, basically. Yeah. And some people are willing to do that, and they should be free to make that choice. In New York City, gypsy cabs are everywhere because there's enough demand for taxi cab services, from what I understand, uh, where you know the medallions. Most people can't afford a medallion, so if they want to do taxi running, they have to do it illegally. Right. You know, the suggestion is that um, you know you know that these taxi the the, the, the city of new york isn't checking odometers of taxi cab companies just to make sure they're not, not spinning a little faster than they should be you know that's not happening right i mean everybody knows that there's not uh, a team of bureaucrats that goes out every morning and checks uh, a random sampling of taxi cabs to, to make sure that their odometers are running at the right speed uh, it, all the other problems with taxis can generally be handled with people that um you know know math and uh, can kind of figure out that they're being taken on a ride but if if the odometer spun too much, it's not like the threat of taking away their $400,000 medallion from this company is any more valuable than the threat of throwing somebody in jail if they're committing fraud against their customers. You don't need these medallions. This is just a growth of government that's not going to benefit anyone for anything. And give it a few years and see how technology solves this. You'll be able to look up a cab number and see their reputation you know, uh, this guy charged me too much, ripped me off. Sure. You'll be able to leave reviews on your phone. You'll be able to check it right before you even get in. Yeah, why wouldn't you be able to? I mean, you can do all that now with restaurants and other services that are out there. Maybe that hasn't happened yet, Taryn, because the market isn't in charge of regulating these industries. Right. Well, I think that it, it often, in, in some ways this is happening now more than it used to be um, because of cell phones. You know, cabbies can take calls rather than them coming through a router or anything like that through the, the dispatch. And people are choosing to call back. You know, Ian, you, we've done this on multiple occasions. We've taken a card from a, a, a cab cabbie and then we call that guy back to pick us up. Mm-hmm. And it's because we got a good ride or we felt like we got a good ride. It doesn't mean we, in fact, got a good ride, but we felt like we got a good ride. He was friendly. We had a good ride. Yeah, whatever. Felt, felt fine. Uh, and, you know, so. It's all about how you feel. This is about providing. Now, cabbies can provide a better, are incentivized to provide better customer service to their customers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's working. I mean, so this is just one area where technology has helped. Tara and I agree completely. In fact, I expect to see a smartphone app in the relatively near future that uses facial recognition software that will put in together some kind of eBay ranking system that will allow you to take a picture of somebody's face, like a fingerprint or something like that. It would be, you know, immediately. I know who this person is. Do I want to do business with them or do I not want to do business? Mm. And it won't be just about whether them being a cab driver or not. And a lot of people, a lot of privacy advocates really hate this idea. But we've had callers call in and I have to agree that a free society may be less private than the society we have today. You could choose not to have your picture taken, but then you're operating in a world where you don't have credit. You got to have reputation. And, and you know, if I'm going to buy a used car from somebody out of the newspaper, I want to know who this person is. I want to know what they're like. Yo, let's go to you and your thoughts. You can bring up anything. Paul's listening in Colorado to XM's America's Talk. Hello, Paul. You're on Free Talk Live with the Interran and Mark. Paul, 
in Colorado. Hello. Hey, Paul, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, well, I was just I was uh, listening to y'all show driving down the road, and uh, the, the one guy was saying uh, that, uh, that they were dropping the f bomb, and that's very offensive. And I, for every person that a cuss word does offend, uh, it don't offend it don't offend me. I I, I don't understand that. Uh, who said a cuss word's a cuss word? I mean, where where did that come from? Uh, I, I mean, who said the f word was a bad word? Well, so I mean, I, I grew, you grew up with your parents saying it was a bad word, but but where did it come from that said it was a bad word? Because it don't offend me in any form or fashion. Well, it, I mean, it, it can it can or cannot offend it, it can or cannot offend you, but it does offend some people. Would you agree with that? Oh, I would agree with that. But for every person it offends, it it it, it does. There's the same amount that it don't offend. I think so I think that's true. Who's right? If it don't offend me and it offends you. Then, then we're called at an impasse. Well, I think I think that that's true. However, I would also I, I would think, wouldn't you also agree that uh, people that are not offended by the f bomb are probably not offended if you don't use the f bomb too? So if you don't use the f bomb, you can offend fewer people, right? Uh, that uh, I, you probably have a point there, sir. Hey, Paul, thanks for the call and the thoughts. I, I'm with you, man. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. I'm not from. offended by the F-bomb either. I'm offended by people being offended. I'm offended by bad liberty activism. Well, I think that people get up. You're referring to something we talked about a long while ago because XM folks are getting us two hours delayed. But yep. there was uh, there was an incident with some activists that uh, kind of got a little heated. They're, they yep. lost their tempers, and those things happen. Thanks it's for the call, Paul. only a critique, Paul. man. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Just enough time for your thoughts next. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk live. Moments remain. Enough time for you and your thoughts. If you make them now, make your call now at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Taryn. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can, of course, join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Head on over to shop.freetalklive.com and that's where you'll find links to Amazon, the world's largest and, in my opinion, damn well the best uh, internet retailer out there. They've got a huge selection, dozens of categories, probably millions of items. Honestly, it's I don't know if it's even possible to quantify it. I'm sure Amazon knows the answer to that question, but it's, it's huge. Lots of choices. Uh, you can even choose the same item from multiple vendors through Amazon. I mean, they've got all kinds of... They actually have vendors competing for price within Amazon. So uh, you can go and get the stuff you're looking for over at shop.freetalklive.com, and you can get a great price, and in many cases, totally free shipping with the free Super Saver shipping option, which is available on uh, a lot of their brand new products, on a purchase over $25. So really, you just can't beat Amazon. And now, when you enter through the Free Talk Live links at uh, shop.freetalklive.com, then Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase. So it's still the same great Amazon that you're used to. It's just you're entering through our portal, and so Amazon gives us a cut of their profits. 
because you took the time to go to shop.freetalklive.com and go into Amazon through one of the links there. In fact, once you go through that link the first time, just bookmark that link that you see there, and you can just go through that bookmark, and you don't even have to go to shop.freetalklive.com. But anyway, start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com, and we would appreciate it. So as I mentioned, we've got an update on the Orlando situation. Over the last several, uh, three or four weeks, there have been people who have, by the way, for years been doing this in Orlando. They've been feeding hungry people, some homeless folks, some folks maybe just down on their luck, feeding hungry people in, I believe it's Lake Eola Park in Orlando. And it's been going on for a long time. But just recently, the police have decided to begin cracking down and arresting people. For feeding hungry folks. The ordinance that they're being charged with violating is a city ordinance that specifies that you may not feed anyone in a group of over 25 folks. Uh, you may not feed anyone in over 25 people in a two mile, within a two-mile radius of City Hall. Now, of course, you can feed them outside of the two-mile radius of City Hall because, well, you know, only the bureaucrats count. Well, right. This is really all about uh, the bureaucrats having to uh, come near the unwashed masses. It really is what it, what it feels like to me. Otherwise, why would they just specify this two-mile radius? There's there's something about them not wanting to see this within uh, their the distance that they have to walk to go to, say, uh, get some lunch downtown or something like that. Uh, so anyway, they banned this uh, particular thing, and they've started to crack down. They send in d- dozens of cops. I mean, they're taking a huge amount of the Orlando police force at any given time and going in and making arrests on a weekly basis because the activists keep coming back. See, that's the thing. They arrested them one day. They came back two days later. And then the next week they came back. And the next week they came back. They're going Mondays and Wednesdays to this park. It's Food Not Bombs and some of the liberty-oriented people there in Orlando uh, that uh, Orlando Cop Watch is involved in this as well. And they just keep coming back. And they keep arresting new people because each person that gets arrested gets charged with uh, – they get a trespass, a no trespass order issued against them. So not only are you charged with feeding hungry people, whatever that crime is, but you've also got a, an order saying you may not return to this location. So they keep bringing new people in who keep getting arrested, and this has gone on for weeks now. Well, if, go ahead. I wonder if they could take a play out of MLK's book and just start using kids to hand out the food. That's a great idea. This is why I think that uh, I think that people with families should get their kids involved in activism. But I understand why they won't because they're afraid. They no, they think they're going to steal their kids from them. It's not unusual at all to see families take you know their kids to a soup kitchen and make them help out. I would uh, be curious to see if they the cops would really back off if there's little kids running around helping out. Good question. I bet they would. I would love to see it happen, and I, I hope that we start to see more families willing to take those kinds of risks. Because I think that I think that when kids get involved in activism, you can you can do some really interesting things that are you know impossible otherwise. But I also understand why mom and dad wouldn't want to do something like that. A lot of people call DCYF is scary. They call they call a lot of people just your average citizen would call kids being involved in activism any kind of activism child abuse. So the, there's a, they should come out. Little yep. little blank slates for the state to manipulate at eighteen years old. Well, right, they're going to say that you're poisoning your kids by telling them the government is bad, and that's you know that's a bad thing. Well, so as far as should. I'm concerned, the the public schools are poisoning the kids by making them say the Pledge of Allegiance every I'm day. With you. Well, here's the latest on the story from MSNBC.com, where the hacker group Anonymous yesterday declared war against the city of Orlando, Florida. Why? Because of what we're talking about. It got the attention of, of Anonymous. 
all these arrests. I sure do like Anonymous. Yeah, now, I want to be friends with them. And now the <laughs> hacktivists behind this group are targeting the Orlando government. Uh, in a press release, the group announced the creation of Operation Orlando over the city's treatment of the Food Not Bombs group. The Orlando Sentinel reported that what started as a spat over distributing food without a permit in a park has escalated, with Mayor Buddy Dyer describing the activists charged with the misdemeanor offense as... Terrorists. <laughs> food terrorists. Oh, come on. Food terrorists, Really? Buddy Dyer needs needs a freaking vacation, wow. a long vacation, <laughs> and he never and he needs to never ever get in, near a position of power again. Wow! According to the food uh, terrorists, yep. Anybody who disobeys the government is a terrorist. That's Mark. exactly what it is. Anybody and and the average citizen that's sitting out there listening this, it's been it's been speculated by you know people smarter than me that you've committed three felonies today without knowing it. You know when you sit there in your high horse and you assume, well, oh, these people are just doing they're just they're just hassling people and stuff like that. You never know when the laser beam of the state is going to land on your forehead. On Wednesday last, uh, excuse me, the anonymous press release said the city had, quote, ignored our warnings and our generous offer of a ceasefire. On Wednesday last, you not only arrested two more people for feeding, but you also arrested the worldwide president of Food Not Bombs, Keith McHenry. This is a declaration of war, it said. Henceforth, there will be... Orlando is screwed, by the way. (laughs) Anonymous. They bring down, uh, you know, organizations to their knees. Henceforth, there will be no more ceasefires, no more attempts to get you to resolve this issue with human decency. We will now treat you like the human rights abusers that you are. Anonymous said it would start a massive campaign against Orlando and its city web assets. It said it would send emails to millions of people in 50 countries asking them to boycott the city. Anonymous said it would remove OrlandoFloridaGuide.com from the internet at 10 a.m. this morning until 6 p.m. Eastern Time. I did attempt to access the site earlier today, and I was able to access it, but it was going very slowly. So I don't know how yeah. successful Orlando's they were at that. really, uh, you know, just done a huge disservice to the, the the citizenry and the businesses inside of its uh, its dominion there that it claims for itself. Now, the funny thing about this site is it's ugly as hell, by the way. It's just like it looks like it was made in 1997. God, it's awful. And you think they put up something awful instead? It's, it said it would target the owners of the site, identified as Utopia Incorporated, rather than the city itself. Anonymous said the owner of the site could have it removed from the target list by releasing a statement to the press in support of Food Not Bombs and calling on the city of Orlando to stop the arrests. So where else they will be targeting is uh, is uncertain at this point, but they claim they're going to be targeting multiple Orlando city assets as far as web assets are concerned. But you know what I'm interested in seeing happen is uh, the the anonymous folks taking down more critical infrastructure uh, for these city governments because it's symbolic to take down a website. But if if you know if you can't get on the Orlando city government website, it's not the end of uh, the Orlando city government. But if they were to actually you know release a virus into the Orlando city's computer system or something like that, somehow hack in there and you know like they did with the uh, uh, let's see there was uh, some files recently released where the, the guys from Copbusters actually found uh, the these hacktivists went in to the FBI files and found out Wall an FBI. Sec. An FBI, yeah, Lulsec went in and they found uh, the information about the FBI's report on the Cop Busters organization and they released that. Wait, wait, uh, wait a second, America. <laughs> Some hackers hacked into the FBI website. These are the people that are keeping you safe. They're incompetent. The FBI is. They yeah. can't keep you safe. 
Exactly. Let's go to Captain Ned in Florida. We'll keep you in the loop as we learn more about Anonymous and their war on the Orlando city government, but uh, that's pretty exciting news. Anyway, go <laughs> ahead, uh, Captain Ned. You're on Free Talk Live with the Interno Mark. <clears throat> Captain Ned in Florida, going once. Captain Ned in Florida, going twice. Do we have Captain Ned? Yeah, I'm here. There you are, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. You've got the final thoughts on the yeah, show. Yeah, man. Food terrorists. You can really see where this uh, war is. This war on terror is actually a war on the Bill of Rights, you know? And it's amazing what these guys are trying to get away with. But you know what? You can feel a rising tide of liberty in this country. You know, like the, the lady who was uh, filming the cops outside her home and they arrested her. People are outraged at this stuff, man. You can feel a rising tide, guys. And congratulations for your, what you guys are doing. Thanks, Captain Ned. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, Taryn Lupo from LupoLit.com. Thanks for being here, dude. You bet. A lot of fun. Coming back to New Hampshire sooner rather than later, I'm sure. I hope so. All right, man. Look forward to seeing you again. And uh, thanks again for coming on the show tonight. It has been Ian and Mark here with you. And we'll be back tomorrow online in the meantime at FreeTalkLive.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.